Ladies and gentlemen, the following is a presentation of Movement Radio. Welcome to an all-new season. Welcome to Are You Ready for Some Football? And now, here are your hosts, Chip Hazard, Talon Williams, and Roger Sahara! Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to week 10 of Are You Ready for Some Football? Tal Williams is Chip here. Hazard is here. Roger Sierra. How's everybody good. doing tonight? I'm good. Just getting ready for the wedding on Saturday. Yay. Congratulations, my friend. Thank you. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. It's going to be fun. I'm excited. <laughs> I, I bet you are. I bet you are. Man, I'm excited right. for you. <laughs> There's the thing. Yeah. Woo! So, uh, we do need to celebrate when we finally get to be together again, whenever that is. Right. I mean, we yep. could probably we could probably get in a room with a table but, big you enough know what? we're all six feet apart. Let's put the microphone right in the center of the table. I'm gonna take I'm gonna take a drink <laughs> of this margarita for you right now. What's it taste like? What's it taste like? <sighs> a margarita. <laughs> I mean, it tastes amazing. It tastes like a margarita. Yes. <laughs> All right. Well, again, right. thank you guys so much for tuning into this episode of Are You Ready for Some Football? Now, we will get to our Week 10 predictions, but as per normal, we're going to go over Week 9, and we're going to kick it off with the Thursday Nighter. Green Bay against San Francisco. Green Bay put on a virtuoso, 34-17. to 17. Um, So, I mean, again, Aaron Rodgers, once again, proving he's still got what it takes to be one of the best, one of the most elite quarterbacks. I but I, but I have a but I have a feeling that if the team was healthy, that this probably would have been a completely different outcome. What do you guys think? I mean, they're definitely playing with like their fourth, fifth, and sixth string of receivers. They don't have their starting quarterback. They don't have George Kittle. I mean, it's a very broken team. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Exactly. I, I don't know that it would have been a different outcome, but I think the score would have been, been a, right. a lot been a bigger closer. Shootout. I think there um, it, it'd been a higher score overall for both teams. Yeah, but even them fourth uh, and third stringers yeah. hung, hung yeah. up seventeen on the on on the uh, Packers. So we'll give them a little gold star f- sticker for appreciation. But anyway, well, uh, it, man, you know the old saying: a blind clock is right twice every once in a while. Thank you, even a huh? I would say the thing is, uh, Nick Mullins, he had 291 yards. Aaron Rodgers only had 305. I mean, they weren't they weren't that far off. The only thing is that Aaron Rodgers oh, yeah. made four touchdowns. <laughs> right. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you don't have you don't have nope. to pass for a million yards. You know, just, exactly. just enough hey, to get to the end zone. Used to say to himself. Hey, Trent, hey, you know what? Trent Dilfer got a Super Bowl <laughs> ring. So, I mean, he does. It, he, he, he rode the coattails of the 2000 Ravens defense, but he got a Super Bowl ring. Exactly. exactly. It don't matter how he got All it. Right, he got so, we're going to jump on to the next game. Sorry, Raj. The Atlanta Falcons, 34, and the Denver Broncos, 27. What kind of an anomaly was that? Um, same thing as same thing as always. We only score in the fourth quarter. 
I mean, uh, the Bronco or I mean the the Falcons seem to have found a yeah. little bit of footing Absolutely. over the last couple Absolutely. of weeks. I, I would tell you that. I mean, surely. I mean, it's it's one of them situations again. You know, a team is good, but they have it. They can't bring it together. Um, and who knows? I mean, Atlanta may be one of those teams that comes out of nowhere, not to steal a playoff spot or anything, but a team that would be a team that would cause a lot of headaches for playoff teams later on down the road. Right. Maybe. It's very right. possible. So here's the yep. next game. And this game was one of those games where it could have legitimately went either way and it didn't go the way I thought it was going to go. And the Bills beat the Seattle Seahawks 44-34. to Like... Buffalo Bills are seven and two for the first time since 1993. Man, it, it, it's just showing you that that Jer, uh, what, what's that guy? Josh Allen? What? Uh, yeah, I almost said Jared Allen. Uh, may he rest. May he rest in in peace. Um, yeah, uh, it's just showing you that, that Josh Allen's. Uh, Josh Allen is. I mean, he. he he is that spark right. that the Bills needed. You know, I mean, it doesn't help that right. they got Stefan Diggs over there, you too. Know, the fact that they gave up 34 points, the fact they gave up 34 points, though, worries me for teams later on down the road. And the fact that Seattle, a team that has always been known for their defense, gave up 44. And yeah, their, their defense has not been really great this season. They've been carried by really Russell Wilson. No, no. Yeah. I just, you know, because do you think, okay, let me ask this question, though. Does this hurt Russell Wilson's chances? No. It's proved that the only reason why the team even stays afloat is because of Russell Wilson. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> what, right. what chances is it going to hurt? Thing. He, did, he performed bad. What happened? The team lost. When he doesn't perform bad, what happens? The team is amazingly winning. Like right. He is the definition of the MVP. Of that team, yeah. that team does not succeed unless he succeeds. Like he had a he had a bad game. Everybody has a bad game. It happens. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, so the very next game, Baltimore Ravens, then the uh, old Baltimore team, uh, but now the Indianapolis Colts, twenty-four to ten. Um, Baltimore has scored twenty points in thirty-one straight games, which is a new NFL record. I mean. The Ravens are still, you know, a very, very good team. They're still, they're still culpable. They're still a team that I think is going to go. I think they're going to go as far as Lamar Jackson is going to be able to take them. But like we talked about last week, Lamar Jackson does have this weird, this weird innate ability to freeze up during big games. Like this wasn't technically considered a big game, and really, I mean, they only scored twenty-four points, so it really wasn't that big of a deal i mean you were playing indianapolis which is a which is a still a good team and you you held them to 10 points so that's good um but you i mean because it's like you could beat all the teams you're supposed to beat but you can't beat the teams that you need to beat kind of thing you know what i'm saying yeah i mean if you really look at the game neither quarterback was good they was sloppy all around passing in general um I mean, the defense was really the only strong play for both of these teams. I don't know what's happened to the Ravens' offense. I don't know if they've just been figured out easily or 
so it's just not clicking for them anymore. But they're definitely. Go ahead. Well, like we've, I, I was gonna say, like like we've said, uh, they're a a run first offense. Period. Um, un, unlike the Titans, who are also a run first offense, um, the Titans have Tannehill, who can make big throws. The Ravens still have Lamar Jackson, and although he's he's good, he falters in the big those big moments when he has to. And that's one. And that was. Arm. That was a lot of the the criticism with Michael Vick back in the day was, oh man, he can run, he can you know get out of the pocket and everything, <clears throat> but people don't realize that Michael Vick only had a passing percentage of like fifty three percent career, I think. I think it was fifty three percent career. Let me let me go and uh, well, fact check myself so I'm when not. He got, when he got out of Atlanta, his passing got better. He stayed in the pocket more often. I, but look who his coach. Yeah, but look who his coach was in yeah, Philadelphia. He was, was Andy Reid. Exactly. You know, but like I'm saying, like he wasn't he was under I mean, Dan Quinn. Dan Quinn. Dan Quinn was like, yeah. Uh, I'm sorry, not Dan Quinn. I'm sorry. Uh, your coach isn't it? Jim Moore Jr. When he was under <laughs> Jim Moore Jr. I, I didn't hear what you said. What did you say? <laughs> so your favorite coach is back. Oh, Dan my favorite Quinn. coach. <laughs> yeah. Fuck Dan Quinn. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> yeah, Dan Quinn. But no, I mean, but seriously, back when he was with Jim Moore Jr., Jim Moore was like. Yeah, fuck it. Let him let him let him run the offense. It's his offense. Let him do whatever he wants to do. Not going to be an issue. And while that worked for the majority of the time, Michael Vick was more susceptible to getting hurt. He didn't have his best statistical throwing years until like what Chip said, until he went to Philadelphia. Okay. No, that was what I'm saying is but but they also had a quarterback in Donovan McNabb who was more of a run first type quarterback but he could make the play he could make the big plays when it counted until you got to the NFC championship game and then for whatever reason like you you know you go to the five straight NFC championship games you win one of those games and then Terrell Owens has one of the best games any wide receiver has ever had in a Super Bowl and you still lost by three to the Patriots and because the Patriots win by kicks exactly yeah I can yeah like Three of Tom Brady's Super Bowls can easily be contributed to Adam Benatari. Oh, it's not even easily. Like, he literally won them in the game three times. And the other ones, I think, were Deflate Gate. Uh, or the other one? I'm sorry. I'm getting way uh, off subject here. I apologize. Uh, yeah. Next game. Let's move on to the next game. The Houston <laughs> Texans. I feel like they're yes. ganging up on me for whatever reason. All right. So, the Houston Texans. And the Jacksonville Jaguars, Texans won 27-25. So this is the sixth straight win that the Houston Texans have had over the Jacksonville Jaguars dating back three years ago. Um, Chip, any thoughts about this particular game? Uh, Yeah, I mean, uh, I thought that the Texans looked good. Um, And I know people are going to say, oh, but they they barely won. Here's the thing when it comes to rookie quarterbacks, nobody has tape on them. They tend to carve defenses up. There's another game that happened this week that we'll talk about where the same exact exact thing happened. Uh now the the Texans by no means have a stellar 
you know, top tier defense. Their secondary is trash at best. Uh, so, you know, but I, I thought the the offense looked really good. Uh, the uh, Brandon Cooks, uh, Will Fuller tandem at uh, wide receiver one and two is amazing because both those guys are burners and uh, Randall. Randall Cobb is doing good in that slot position. Uh, the only thing I wish we had more of was a running game. Uh, neither Duke nor David Johnson are very good in that position. So there's that. But uh, I thought the offense looked, you know, looked really I, good. I mean, <clears throat> I was impressed with Lutton's performance. I mean, coming out during his first game, um, I mean, they don't really have much, like, hopes i guess at this point but i mean he came out and showed who he is like chip said he was a quarterback there's no tape on him but i mean he passed to seven different receivers um threw for 304 yards and ran for 13 he looked pretty good on his first game um right. on the texas side um yeah he still did their offense was really really good um but the defense he yeah, had their the secondary is kind of mediocre uh because, I mean, they really didn't stop any receiver out there for the most part. Um, but I think that's one of those things that in the offseason, they'll make a change. Maybe they'll pick up somebody else to help J.J. Watt on that line to get more pressure. Um, I mean, at this rate, with Jacksonville, I mean, what do you do? Do you keep Lutton in? Do you bring back Minshew? Like, what do we do for the rest of the season? I mean, surely... Surely they won't do what Arizona did I mean, years ago. Remember, because Arizona had Kurt Warner and Matt Leinard, and they did like this interchangeable thing where Kurt Kurt Warner would play a quarter, then Leinard would come in and play two quarters, and then Kurt would come in for the fourth quarter. You know, something like that. But there's an old saying in football: if you have more than if if you have more than one quarterback, if if you have more than one starting quarterback, you don't have a quarterback because you, you don't know. Who, you know, say what? That was John Madden. Was it John Madden that said that? Yeah, Madden okay. said if you have uh, two quarterbacks, you have none. <laughs> right, because you, because because you, you don't know. But at the same time, it's kind of an advantage for you because really the defense don't really know who who to prepare for. Yeah, but you gotta remember every quarterback has a different style of playing. So your offense, your own offense, doesn't know what's going on at that point. How do you get accustomed to two quarterbacks every single game? Right, and it's a, and it would be, and it would be rare exactly. if a team. Uh, like, I mean, if you got a quarterback who can do, like, the spread option and then you have a, another bat, – your backup can also run the spread option, that's one thing. But if you got a quarterback that loves the spread option and then your other one, like, West Coast offense or the other – or some type of running formations like big eye, triple tight end play, it ain't going to work. And then a whole lot of people – you're right, it's going to throw everybody off their game plan. I mean, at that point, you're pretty much learning two playbooks – one team yeah but it also make but it also makes it deep exactly. it also makes it easier for their defense because it's like all right we already know if this quarterback's in this game plan is what we're going to prepare for this game is you know but that's an on the fly thing and sometimes you can get away with it but other times it just doesn't work yeah oh all right so next, game. next game a game that could have been <laughs> it could have been something uh, the the Kansas City Chiefs thirty three, the Carolina Panthers thirty one. I mean, this was close. 
true. Very close than it should have been. Because my boy finally came back. CMC was here. Christian McCaffrey was the game changer. Okay. Yeah, but we're still talking about the the reigning defending Super Bowl champions in the Kansas City Chiefs. Exactly. It's a lot closer than it should yeah, have because, been. Because they have I'm the saying. same issue. They uh, didn't they they didn't really clear Christian McCaffrey on Saturday, so they weren't really able to prepare for him. I think it was Saturday or maybe Sunday morning. Um, I have him on my fantasy team. That's the reason I know he was cleared pretty late. And they really didn't prepare for him. They probably prepared yeah. for Mike Davis. I mean, Mike Davis ain't <laughs> no Christian McCaffrey, that's for sure. Uh, right. No, that's, that's I mean, damn you, sure. I mean, you got CMC Ooh. who... A lot of people can argue is 1A, 1B, 1C in the top three running backs in the game right now between him. Should have been, and been the MVP last year. I, hmm. mm. I mean, at least offensive player of the year. I would take him over Michael Thomas for offensive player of the year. Even though I think Michael Thomas is one of the best wide receivers in the game, I would have still picked Christian McCaffrey because he did so much more for Carolina than than Michael Thomas did for uh, uh, New Orleans, I think. Yeah, but, but my, my thing is when Christian McCaffrey's in, that whole that whole offense is a completely different like thing. Like It doesn't matter who is quarterback for that team. Yeah, that's the thing. The, the whole offense for... The, the Panthers, it all runs through CMC. Uh, no matter who the quarterback is or whatnot, it, right, it all runs through Christian McCaffrey. All right, so that was an anomaly of a game. Let's go to two lowly teams, and really, I don't, I think both of us, I think all three of us were kind of like, eh, who cares, because both of these teams suck. Minnesota Vikings and the Detroit Lions, 34-20 to 20, Minnesota wins. Um, Dalvin Cook, 200 yards from scrimmage, two touchdowns, and this is the second, day, second game uh, in a row that he's done this. Um, that somebody else who's who doesn't get enough. <laughs> my right? fantasy team loves yeah, well, he him. Plays nobody's. Well, I mean, excuse uh, me, sir. Excuse me, sir. He has. Dalvin Cook is the number one rusher in all of the NFL through nine weeks. Thank well, you very much. Nobody's. I mean, he played the Falcons before, like a couple of weeks. Like their schedule is weak. Is what I'm trying to say. You do realize? Hold on, come on, come on, come on. You do realize that he, they're, he's in the, he, him and the Vikings are in the same division as the Packers and the Bears, right? The Packers, yes. who are a great team right now, and probably going to be. Um, they lost. Huh? They beat the Packers last week or two weeks ago. I think they're actually winning their division right now, technically. Yeah, they have two wins in their division are. and one loss. That don't mean that. I mean, they may be the leading the division, but overall record. We're talking about okay, just in the division, they have the best record in their division. Yeah, or division. Yeah, I'm saying they have the best record in the division within divisional opponents, though. Yes, because okay. their division doesn't have the only good defense in their division is the Bears. Yeah, that's true. I can I can go with that one. We'll see what this week when they do play the Bears, how good that running game is. Right. But this is another team that does rely heavy on the running back, though. So, if I mean, if uh, Devil Cook isn't doing good, then the Kirk Cousins ain't doing good. But you don't want to. 
but you don't want to burn Dalvin Cook That's out true. so much to the point to where he becomes ineffective anyway. Well, Dalvin Cook has uh, this thing called injuryitis. Um, when you think he's doing, he's going to be like MVP, then he gets injured and just disappears for a while. Right. Which is actually really sad because I mean he is he's an amazing running back. I love Dalvin Cook. Just watching him perform, like he's very physical. He's very fast. And then he goes out there and like tweaks his ankle. Is out for like four weeks. So, where did where did Dalvin Cook play college? Did he play in LSU or did he play at Florida State? Uh, Dalvin Cook at uh, Florida State. That's what I thought. I wasn't a hundred percent sure for for whatever reason. I thought it was um, I thought it was LSU. Who was he was also a second round pick. Right. Who was the running back? Okay. So who who was the letter Leonard Fournette? Leonard Fournette was LSU. Okay, that's who I was. And that's another running back we don't need to talk about anymore. <laughs> All right. Well, we're going. To, okay. Nope. Is it because, is it because he hasn't been doing good? And uh, we'll get to Tampa Bay in just a little bit. Um, let's let's <laughs> wait to this one. Tennessee Titans against that Bears defense with that good defense. 24 to 17 Titans win. Titans are 6 and 2. It is the best record through 8 games that they've had since 2008 when they started the season 8 and 0. Um but that defense kept uh Derrick Henry to 68 yards and no touchdowns. That is, that is true, but that means that they had to force yep. Ryan Tannehill to make the plays when it mattered the most. I mean, he only scored two touchdowns, so it, that's two touchdowns more than, you know. No, Nick Foles scored two touchdowns. Well, what do you call him, Chip? Big Dick Nick. Big Dick, <laughs> you want to Big Dick anyway. Nick. This game, this game was really a defensive game. Like the defense really <laughs> did control the outcome for both these teams. Because um, the the Titans had a defensive yeah. touchdown that pretty much oh. gave them that clear lead overall. Right. But it's funny because Chicago scored all seventeen yeah. of their points in the fourth quarter. Right. So it was almost it was almost a comeback, pretty much. Exactly. It would have been amazing. Like I would have been, I'd have been happy either way. Um, this, I don't know what it is. Like to games like that, where like the team is coming back, I'm like, man, you know what? They played so hard in this one quarter. They definitely need it. <laughs> right. But it, but it's almost a yeah. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Uh, speaking of Derrick Henry, uh, I, I was going to say, speaking of Derrick Henry, he is uh, number two on the uh, top five rush leaders through week nine with 843 yards. For 52 yards. We can. Go ahead. I mean, not 52 yards, uh, 52. Yeah. He threw 52 times and they only rushed 20 times. Like, where? what was this the whole time? Like, how can you make, how can he throw so much and have literally no real impact overall in the game? Like, that's Tannehill no, threw no. 21 times. They win a game. He throws fifty-two and barely get by in the third in the fourth quarter. Right. I think this this team. What did what did the Bears need? Like really, what did they need to get them to that next level? Because I mean, their overall directors. Uh, so the, I mean, the Bears. But, I would say. Like, they, yeah, they probably need a, a better running back. They they need to stop focusing so heavy on the pass. Uh, because if all you're doing, I mean, like you said, Nick Foles threw 58 yeah. passes, right? So clearly, so clearly the defense knows that I you're mean, going to pass. David Montgomery, he's not so, a bad running back. 
and they're using Cordell Patterson as a running back now too. So I don't know. Wait, they took a punt returner and made him a running back. Cordell Patterson plays a uh, return uh, running back and receiver for them. Huh? He has all season. Oh, well, look at you being and being a jack of all trades. Good for you, Cordell. Yeah, I mean, he's extremely fast. I mean, it makes sense. And he he's not in. He's not a taste yeah, but Cordell Patterson in the league means, for a hot but... minute though, hadn't he? <laughs> yeah, and the fact that he's still able to run like he does, like, I mean, I know when I go out running sometimes, my knees hurt immediately. Like, I don't know how this <laughs> knee to work still. Yeah. Growing up, it was, hey, this is my left knee, this is my right knee. Now it's like, this is my good knee, this is my bad knee. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But, um, but I don't know. Like, I feel like, yeah, I think you're right. They maybe do need a, do you think they need a power running back or they need, like, just a faster running back, like a more speed, like, they need a combination of the two. Yeah. They need a combination. Know. They need to have kind of like the way um kind of like the way Carolina did a couple of years ago. Um they had they had uh Stewart and um Willie uh what's Williams' first name was uh Stewart. D'Angelo Williams. D'Angelo, there we go. D'Angelo Williams and John Stewart, uh, yeah. Slash and Dash, I think is what they were called or whatever it was. Um, yeah, I mean, you have one that was more of a power runner, one that can get you the yards that you need on third down, and then one was the finesse guy, and one who could, you know, get the team in the right position, the one that can break away a 50-yarder or something, you know, which both guys had the ability to do that, um, you know. But they could do that because they had Cam Newton doing the read option with them, so. Right. Right. And, I mean, and it, and it also didn't help that the defense was anchored by Luke Keekley either. You know, I wish he'd come back to play. Yeah. Hey, but you know what though? I I understand why he left. You know, twenty eight years old was yeah twenty eight right? He was twenty eight when he left. Yeah, he was super young. Twenty eight when he left the game. You know, he he he. Yeah. Yeah, because he's in questions of mental health, like. And he, and I mean, I respect that man because I mean, he obviously he was, in my opinion, at the time he was the best linebacker, probably three years running. So what was that? I don't remember the team that he played for. I don't remember who he tackled, but he did not move. And then they, they put him on the cart, and as they're wheeling him off, you can look into his eyes as he was wheeling off. Like you could tell the lights were on. wasn't nobody home. Like that was he looked scary, dude. And I don't mean scary from the point that you know. Like it looked like you can look at him and just know something's wrong with him right now. Like he's not right right now, you know. Um, and then a year or so later, that's when he makes his announcement that he's you know leaving the game due to concussions and stuff like that. Right. So he had a lot of them though. Like well, that was the same way with Patrick Willis. He uh, that used to play for the linebacker from the 49ers. He left for the same reasons. Yeah, he he was so good too. Like, but that's the thing, linebackers. I think might be the most susceptible to concussions because I mean, well, they're well, always well, in the middle of taking hits and it's, they literally take most of their hits in the head because running backs are allowed to drop their shoulder and lead with a helmet, but not linebackers. Yeah, well, that was like, uh, what was that? What was that guy that used to play exactly. for the city? Javon Belcher, remember him? Yes, yes. He, you know, he, you know, ended up killing his girlfriend, drove to the facility waited for coach reed and whoever to come on out there and then blew his brains out in front of coach and right there in the middle of the parking lot yeah you know and then turns out he had a very very severe form of cte which was which was contributed to concussions you know and i think more that more there's been more protocol 
for concussion research and different things like that, which, you know, you're getting in car crashes pretty much every single game, you know, figuratively, you know, because it's, you know, it's, you know, concussions are going to happen. That's part of it. But when you get, when you get your bell rung, I mean, I mean, we've talked about it before. There ain't no telling how many times I've wrestled and got a concussion and didn't even know about it, you know, or I knew it and it's like, all right, I'm going to stay up for about, I'm going to stay up till uh, 3 a.m. I'm going to take me some model. I'm going to go to sleep and then hopefully I'll wake up in the morning, you know. Um, but yeah, that shit's scary. I mean, anytime you're dealing with a contact sport like that, regardless of whatever it is, it's scary, especially if the, the, uh, the possibility of a concussion is there, you know. But yeah, Luke Keekley was amazing, dude. I wish I wish that he was playing, but I understand why he's not anymore. So, all right. So let's go. Let's we're gonna move on from that one. We're gonna go to the next game: the New York Giants and the Washington Football Team. Giants won this one, twenty-three to twenty. Real close game. The, uh, Daniel Jones is. Can I okay. ask just a simple question about this game? Uh, Hey, first off, it's, it's the Giants and Washington. Back. That's Relax. why. That's why I would. Like, that's for me. Like that's the story of the game. Is you know, out. I mean, he didn't play good at all, but he almost he, he he almost had the comeback though. I mean, that would have been the story of the of the week right there. But I mean, yes, but he threw three interceptions. But at yeah. the end again, yeah. yeah bad team that has no real receivers to throw. Well, I mean, they have two receivers, but... Man, but yeah, but gone are the days of uh, you know, having, you know, Vernon Davis, you know, and those guys, you know. I mean, it's a young team, so, yeah. I, I mean, if, I believe he can take this team if they get a better offensive line first and um, get some better, def- like, get more guys on that defensive line, this offense will actually pretty much will be too quick for most teams to handle as long as they protect the quarterback. Um, I feel bad for Kyle Allen. He suffered a horrible injury to his leg. Yep. Um, we never want to see that. We never want injuries like that. To- I was going to say, let's, let's hope yes, he, let's hope it's not, not the yes, same. Absolutely. Like, absolutely. All right. So yeah. we're going to jump yeah. from there. We're going to go to the Vegas Raiders and the LA Chargers. 31 to 26, Raiders win. Um, the Chargers, man, this is their ninth straight game where they've lost to their divisional opponents. Six and two right now, man. And here's the thing Justin Herbert is playing good. Like, he's really do playing good. The, the LA Chargers' biggest problem is that their defense gives up way too many points. Their defense is trash. They're horrible. 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 And the Raiders, yep. obviously, they capitalized on it. And the Raiders. Raiders aren't a bad team, man. They're five and three. They got big wins over opponents like Kansas City, you know. So they do have the potential to be that dark horse team that can sneak in the playoffs. If they can stay healthy, they they Absolutely. suffer from the um, the injury bug all the time. Absolutely, but, but no, I, like I mean, Derek Carr's got an amazing team right now. Most of his best weapons are. Two three years in, um, I mean, just give them literally give them like two more years together with Derek Carr in the quarterback position, and obviously get a better, um, get more uh, 
better secondary players because their secondary is not great. I mean, they're not horrible, but they can obviously do better keeping people from, you know, running around on them like that easily because right. they always let the vertical threat beat them easily. But I think the Raiders might actually be a team to talk about in two or three years. Hell, they may be a team to talk about now, depending on how the schedule and, how, and the seating uh, works out. Yeah, I mean... They have the Broncos coming up, the Chiefs again. They're about to do all their conference games, finish them up here soon. Um, they actually have a pretty light schedule from here on out. I mean, their toughest, their two toughest games are Chiefs and Dolphins left. That's about it. Right. They may actually sneak, like you said, they may sneak into the playoffs. Yeah. Yeah. Chip, any, uh, any thoughts on this one? I was just saying, there's going to be uh, some people fighting for that uh, eighth right. seed spot now. Um, but yeah, I do want to say one thing we were talking about running backs. Josh Jacobs uh, for the Raiders, he is the number three running back in all of the NFL right now. Uh, now, I, what's ironic, he's the number three running back and he's. 300 yards behind wow. the number two running back in Derrick Henry. That just shows. Yeah. Yeah. He's only two years in. Uh, this is over, his second year. I thought he should have been rookie yeah, of the year last over. year. I mean, he's just. Like, you said, his numbers speak for himself. Right. Like, he's good. Yeah. Uh, Derrick Henry's in second spot with 843 yards over eight games. Josh Jacobs is in third with 588 yards over eight games. Uh, and then, as I said before, Dalvin Cook, uh, seven games right. uh, and 858 def- yards. Yeah, definitely. If you got Dalvin Cook on your fantasy team, so, obviously you love what he's doing right I now. I think that's what makes the Raiders – that's why the Raiders, I think, are doing better than most people think because they don't have to rely on Josh Jacobs like they did last season. Uh, I mean, Derek Carr, 2,002 yards and 60 no, touchdowns already. I mean, he's got that – he's one of those guys that people are sleeping on because, I mean, they're middle of the pack, but – they're clicking on all levels right now. Like they're really performing really well, right? Like, like I said, the rest of their season's not that hard. So they, I bet you hear about three, four weeks. Yeah, when they play the Jets, people are gonna be like, "Oh, the Raiders are so good now." Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Oh, yeah. yeah exactly. When they play a, a trash. But team. I mean, what, what do people want to say when they beat the if they beat the Chiefs again? What are what's going to be the excuse? Are they going to be like, oh, the Chiefs weren't clicking right, or are they finally going to recognize, hey, the Raiders beat the Chiefs twice this year. Maybe they're better than what we say they are. I think. It... Oh, it's because they're exact. They're actually better than what they say. You know what we say they are. Uh, you know, right. people just don't want to see it that way for whatever yeah. reason. I mean, the I mean, Chiefs are but that's because the Chiefs are the new Patriots. They're this generation's Patriots. I mean, I think you got to win more than one championship in order to be. I mean, you got to be a dynasty. You got to at least win at least three within four years and to be or to be considered at least a dynasty. I mean, no team in NFL history has ever three peated. You know, I mean, there's a couple who have won it back to back. New England won it back to back. The Broncos won it back to back. Dolphins won it back to back. Cowboys won it back to back. 49ers. Pittsburgh, like they're teams who have won games like championships back to back. You can consider those teams, you know. Didn't Terry Bradshaw win three in a row? No, he won. He no, no, he won two, and then two uh, years later he won two more. Okay, 
He won in 74 and 75. He won in 70. Yeah, 74, 75. And then 78, 79. Okay. Or or, or 79. Is either one year or two years in between. All right. This time we got. I'm I'm looking. Yeah, let's let's look this up real quick before we go on to the next game because I'm really. I'm looking right now. All right. Um, 75, 76, 79, and 80. Okay. 79 and 80. Okay. Okay. I knew knew it was in the 70s. But anyway. Yeah. There's only been two teams to have three consecutive appearances. The Dolphins, 71, 72, 73. And the Patriots, uh, 2016, 17, and 18. Yeah, well, they had four in a row, but they never won a championship. But I thought I thought you were just saying teams that like appeared three times. Yeah, I'm sorry, I, I missed the Bills. They had four. They have the most consecutive with yeah. four. But look at the teams that they played against, though. They played against uh, Lawrence Taylor led Giants team. Uh, uh, I think they Cowboys. Yeah, they they. I think it was the first year of the Cowboys dynasty. I think yeah. in in ninety two, um, or ninety two and ninety one because they played back to back. I think. Yeah. But anyway, all right. So, yeah the uh, the current record is uh, two consecutive wins, and it's shared by seven different franchises: the Packers. Who won it in 66 67 the dolphins 72 73 steelers 74 75 and then again in 78 79 and the only team to accomplish this feat uh they are the only team to accomplish this feat twice uh the steelers and the only team with four wins in six consecutive seasons right so there's something for you uh the 49ers won it in 88 and 89 the Cowboys 92 93, the Broncos 97 98, the Patriots 03 04, and among those, Dallas uh, 92 93, and then again in 95. Uh, and then the Patriots did 01, uh, skipped 02, got 03 04, and are the only team to win three out of four right. consecutive. But then they lost to Super Eli Manning twice. <laughs> Being one was the luckiest. One was the one was the luckiest catch in the world, and the other and one then, was hey. But the the luckiest catch in the world didn't even wasn't even a touchdown. Plexo Burris is the one who scored a touchdown. You're right. You are right. You are right. I agree with you 100. percent No, no, I agree with you 100. percent It was a damn good throw to Plexico. I agree with that 100. percent I think like that that may have signified like that momentum shift they really needed, but like everybody's always like, oh, such a great catch. Like he, they only got it. They only got them in field goal range. Like they didn't do much for them at that point. They were behind. If plus versus a score, then they don't win. Right. Uh, and then, as we know, the seventy-two Dolphins are the only perfect season in NFL well, history. They're the only perfect uh, season to win a championship. Although the, they the, the Patriots well. in two thousand eleven did were they did have a perfect season in terms of the game. They yeah, lost, they true. lost the Super Bowl. That doesn't that count true. as a perfect season. That is true. Yeah. Uh, and the only team to win multiple Super Bowls and never lose are the yes. Baltimore Ravens. Uh, yeah. Two or three? Two. Two. 
too. Uh, and then um, four current NFL teams have never appeared in the Super Bowl, and that uh, is the Cleveland Browns, the Detroit Lions, Don't you find it insane Jaguars, and the Texans. The Detroit Lions have been around since the beginning of the old NFL days, even before the merger. So did the Browns. And neither one of those teams I have like even Browns- sniffed. No, that was bef- yeah, that was before the merger. Before the Super Bowl, that's right. Well, they don't count, it was before weird. they relocated. Sort of the same. The current, yeah, the current, the current Cleveland Browns no, team that, goes back to '99. Yeah. yeah, that's why I keep forgetting they don't count their whole legacy thing. Yeah. Because their legacy yeah. is tied and with all, the, and, 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 and the Ravens. The Indianapolis Colts is tied to the Baltimore Colts. Because they don't go by city, they go by franchise. You know, because the Rams have a championship in St. Louis. You know, they don't have one in L.A. where they currently reside, but they have one in St. Louis. Yeah. They, they got their lineage, right. exactly. But they got to keep their... Their, um, I mean, they cut their name. They got to keep their lineage, um, just like, yeah, just like the Titans. Their lineage right. goes back to the Houston Oilers. You know, when you look at their lineage, it doesn't just start in ninety nine, ninety eight, ninety nine when they became they came to Tennessee. Right, it goes I mean, all like, the way back to. Houston hey, them throwbacks, them throwbacks are awesome looking. Dude. I like that. One. I, I like love, that yeah. white they have for that jersey. Yeah, I do too. I like the one. It's like a, it's like a pale blue, and it's yeah, like powder a, blue. It, 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 well, there's, there's a, there's, there's a powder blue, but then there's also like a, it's more of a, it's not, not brighter, but it's more of like a, like a glossier type of blue. Like I'll, show, I'll, I'll bring up a picture. I, don't, I know what you're talking about. I, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, I remember. Yeah. It's, like, it's the first time I ever seen. It, it's, it's like because you remember seeing it, it's like you yeah, remember like uh, the, the days of Earl Campbell and yeah. Warren Moon and guys like that, you know. Also, um, to be honest, the Titans, like I only like when they wear the all black jerseys, like the one where they wear wear like once a year the all black with the blue trim on it. That's probably their best jersey they have. Like they should wear that as their big one. Yeah, I think so. Uh, the McNair family's been trying to buy back the. Uh, the old uh, Oilers color scheme from the Adams family. Uh, <laughs> I know that sounds funny, but uh, so so that Houston can do a throwback to the Oilers uh, in the city of Houston. However, oh, the uh, the Adams family are <laughs> pretty much they they refuse like they won't use it. They won't use Which that color stupid. scheme, I mean, but they were used to use let it, it you're not go. Merchandising it, so what's the point? Exactly. And really, I mean, you can <sighs> because they know the city of Houston wants it. Yeah. Not just the not just the team, like the whole city of Houston wants this. Yeah. All right. So on to the next thing. Anyway, the right, we rambled enough. Uh, <laughs> who are both down five and three. And I'm happy at the same time. I got the pick wrong, but I don't give a shit. The Miami Dolphins. I did it. I got it right. Miami Dolphins beat the Arizona Cardinals 34 to 31. I will say that Tua played better this game than he did last week. 20 of 28, 248 yards, and two touchdowns. 
Uh, Jordan Howard had a rushing touchdown, but he only ran for 19 yards. Like, they did not run good at all. They only had, like, 91 rushing yards compared to Arizona that had 178 total. Um, yeah, it's because Arizona has actual good running backs. They do. They really do. Um, I'm going to joke, like, Chase Edmonds. He's such a good quarter, running back this year. He yeah. is. Uh, he is. Um, right. Um, real quick, Tua is – uh, he has played three games. He has uh, 34 completions on 52 attempts for 350 yes. yards and three touchdowns. 90% the game. Yeah. Uh, and he has... Yet, yet. He has not thrown an interception yet. yet. Uh, no. Now, mind you, he's... Yeah, he's only played three games. Um, yeah. And yeah. he... But he has been sacked four times in three yeah. games. But, but, yeah. but so also at the same time, Miami does yeah. have the number one scoring defense in the NFL. Um, I do, yes, do. I do like Shaq Lawson has been a tremendous pickup for us. He's been just an amazing going after the football, caused a couple of fumbles, uh, caused Kyler, caused Kyler Murray to have that big fumble, which that's Kyle, that, um, that's Kyler Murray's fault. Um, because Kyler Murray, for whatever reason, feels like he doesn't have to tuck the ball in when he runs, so he's only running with just the ball in his hand. Um, that's what Kim Newton did his first couple of years. Yeah, and that's why he had a lot of fumbles his first couple of years. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I think whenever the defense comes out really aggressive at the beginning of each game, I think that that's what propels the offense to do better because they see the defense doing what they're doing. Here's my thing. The best player, me personally, the best player on the defense is Xavier Howard, and he has to stop making stupid pass interference penalties. He did it three times, two times up, two times were on hop for for uh, for plays that were longer than twenty five yards each. And yeah, but DeAndre Hopkins has that innate ability yeah. to. Oh, well, I mean, uh, because, because he runs so hard, interfere. You know, and uh, I mean, but there have been plenty of times where it's backfired on Hop to where he would end up getting the, uh, the offensive pass interference call. It doesn't happen a lot, but when in the case it does happen, it's like ah Hop, you you're so much better. And it's mostly against cornerbacks that we know he can be, he he can burn and beat. Um, but yeah, I would. Go ahead. Yep. Uh, real quick. Uh. I was going to say real quick, okay. Kyler Murray is the 12th ranked quarterback in the NFL currently. Uh, through eight games, he has 190 completions on 279 uh, attempts, um, 2,130 yards. He has thrown right. 16 touchdowns to seven interceptions. Yes. Uh, and yeah, he has been problem. sacked He's, 10 the times. The offensive line definitely has to do a better job of protecting him, um, especially, you know, because he is quote unquote the smaller of the quarterbacks in the league right now. I don't think he, I think he stands at maybe five nine, five ten maybe. Um, you know, so he right. Also, uh, I was to say also with Kyler Murray, he is the uh, eighth, the uh, number eight rushing leader in the NFL currently, um, with seventy six attempts yeah, insane, at, for five hundred and forty three yards. Running back is running so right. Like it's insane that the quarterback eight, is your top runner. Touchdowns. You know, like I mean, you want your quarterback to pass the ball because that's what you're paying him money to do. Uh, and then with a guy like that, he what he's going to do is he's going to run a lot though. Right. 
Well, now here I'll give you this: the the twelfth uh, ranked running back, uh, or or let me I'm not to say running back. The twelfth ranked rushing leader is Kenyon Drake, who is the running back for Arizona. So in the top twenty, you have right. the quarterback and I miss running Drake, back. Though, man, he was such a good a runner for us. Team. He was, he was he was he was a part of the miracle in Miami. That was that was uh that's yeah. a play I will uh, never then, ever forget. I was I was jumping up and down like a madman. Meanwhile, uh, my sister and Ivan are looking at the TV like, "What the fuck did we just witness?" I was like, "In um, your face!" <laughs> also, just to let you guys know that Arizona has their next two games are yeah. going to be their hardest for the rest of the season, and then they finish off the. The last four games of their seasons are Giants, Eagles, 49ers, and Rams. Mm. So they're through the hardest part of the season, pretty much. So, yeah, they, so they're, they they're easily going to get games. to the um, playoffs. Um, yeah. I mean, if they beat Seattle again, then. But yeah, they're going to beat the 49ers. So they're going to win that game in their division. LA may. They have two games against LA still, the Rams. Um, so. They may split that one. Um, LA's been an up and down team, but they could easily win those. But um, they play the Bills upcoming, then the Seattle after that. Uh, Seattle can't really can't lose that one. No, they can't. they cannot. No. But I also, uh, and I'm and I'm going to say this no, also as no, a Dolphins yeah. fan, I think we got lucky to win this game from the standpoint that if the kicker at the end hadn't missed the field goal. Who knows if it would have went into overtime? Who knows what would have happened then? And I think we all have an opinion about the overtime rule. Um, First of all, sir, you call yourself the Dolphins fan and you even picked them to win. Contrary to belief, I actually picked them, you know, and I was correct about it. Because I'm a realist when it comes to my picks. I can't be Homer. I can't be Homer 24 7, sir. Why not? You did that with the Bengals at the beginning of the season. Well, I'm not a Bengals fan, so how the hell you consider that? I was of the mindset that Joe Burrow. Okay, so wait, what time out? If you're gonna hold on, time out. If you're gonna fuck with me about that, you need to get on chip because he picked Kyler Murray like seven weeks in a row. So yeah, last season, it's fine. This is new season. You're an asshole. Anyway, yeah, right, was, right. That was before. That was before we had Roger. Um, real, real quick, last thing about the Cardinals, uh, DeAndre Hap. DeAndre Hopkins has been unseated as the number one receiver in all of NFL. That um, that right. award <laughs> now belongs to Stefan Diggs. Easily, yes, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, do what? Uh, I wouldn't say easily, but uh, the w- when you're looking at yards, it uh, the top five are fairly close. Uh, DeAndre Hopkins sits at five with 734 yards. Uh, four is Robbie Anderson with 751. Travis Kelsey yes, yes, at three, who is big. not even a wide receiver, at seven. He's a tight end. He, he is actually listed as a tight end. So. It's just fat wide receivers that can block. That's, That's what a tight end is. Call, it, call a spade a spade. He can just block <laughs> wide receiver. That's all he is. <laughs> Yeah, but I mean, you, you got to think that as good as Travis Kelsey is, nobody even looks at him as the number one 
on that team. Everybody well, looks at needs to um, catch the ball once, and that's it. Cheetah, right? But yeah, but he's not Tyreek Hill. Yeah, but Tyreek Tyreek Hill is all or nothing. Like that's the only thing. Like if well, if he gets the ball, he's pretty much scoring. Travis Kelsey has to catch it like six or seven times, but that's because he gets all the middle pass dumps. That's why he has so many yards. If you let him get into that middle and he gets open field, you ain't tackling him easily. That's true. He is like Ronkowski used to be. You let him in that middle of the field, you better get two or three no. guys on him and he's scoring. Which I mean, an argument, which an argument can be made, one A, one B between oh, yeah. him and George Kittle. Uh, honestly, because uh, Kittle, Kittle, Kittle's coming along, man. Kittle's going to be one of those guys where we look at in the next couple years. Right? Right? That's tied in the game. To me, is always he's for the last I don't know five seasons probably been number one for me. Um, he just he's so consistent. Um, George Kittle is going to be the solidified number two. Um, like the the difference between them is Travis Kelsey. I think is more dependable than George Kittle. I mean, George Kittle has a like he's in like he's gets injured a lot more frequently oh, yeah. than Travis Kelsey does. And I know no matter who they play, Travis Kelsey will always have a good game. George Kittle can actually get blocked. Uh, can get covered easily sometimes. Like he can actually get lost in the sauce. Right. But then again, he's on the 49ers, so they ain't got many receivers that are ever healthy. So right. Yeah, Travis. Uh, just just to put this out there, Travis Kelsey has only missed yeah, been, one game been since eight he came into years, the league. I want to say. Yeah, uh, he was drafted yeah. in uh, three, either third round pick. Where did he go to? Where did he go to college? Um, yeah, he's a Bearcat. Okay, Cincinnati. Show the Bearcat the level was, movement radio. Uh, probably their best, yep. best player they had for the whole time he was there. So, <laughs> right. Yeah, uh, and then real quick to round out the top five. Uh, two is DK Metcalf and one is Stephon right. Diggs. So that being said, we're going to jump on to the very next game. Pittsburgh Steelers yeah. and the Dallas Cowboys. Man, what, what can we say about this game that hasn't already been said, man? The Pittsburgh Steelers, 8-0 and for the first time in franchise history, beat the Dallas Cowboys 24-19. to Dallas falls to 2-7 and on the year. Not the way we expected the Dallas Cowboys to be this year. We just assumed that they were going to be better, but then again, we all thought that Dak Prescott was going to be okay as well. Unfortunately, that injury, heartbreaking as it is, you know, and then we figured, okay, Andy Dalton would come in, do a little something, something, and then he gets fucked up. Um, and then now it's just a now it's just a revolving door of quarterbacks at this point because really Mike McCarthy has no clue what to do with anybody here, you know, other than feeding the ball to Zeke. Like everybody on the defense is trash right now. I, I think that the, Gilbert, uh, the uh, Gilbert, 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 Garrett, Gilbert, Garrett, yeah. Gilbert, Gilbert, Garrett, what is it? Uh, yeah, um, I think that kid earned him a, a starting position. Um, I, I really do. Right. I mean, he, he uh, just all, off like, his performance I mean, in for this game. As a quarterback for the Cowboys could be right now, he, he's probably been the best one they've had. Well, obviously, that would hurt, but yeah. Um, I mean, he looked yep. good under pressure. He did, and and and, and and 
a, you know, and a, a, a legitimate argument can be made that the Dallas Cowboys could have pulled off the upset. But well, Big Ben being getting little stingers in his knees because he's like 107 years old. But that old is he? He came in. He came in the league with Eli and uh, Rivers, right? Eli's retired. Philip Rivers is like, uh, like you look at him. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. I ain't trying to call him old man. I'm not trying to make a contradiction. I'm just trying. I'm just pointing out the obvious. But no, um, I don't know. Like Big Ben, um, you could tell he got hurt. Like his legs were hurt in that game, and then he just mysteriously gets put on the COVID list to protect him for this week. I think they're just giving him for a week, so he doesn't. Have yeah, to he's gonna play Sunday. I think either either um, that or they'll either that or they'll throw Ducky in there and he'll Ducky yeah, have a good game. Yeah, did you see that hit though? Like you don't know that the Patriots. Hey, I'm no, sorry, Ducky the uh, Steelers are clicking on all cylinders right yeah. now. That that defense can hold him off. It's like Ducky just don't lose us this game. Yeah, but I mean, he's going against the Bengals. Are actually sort of playing better. Yeah. Yeah. So uh Garrett Gilbert uh he was twenty one uh, uh for thirty-eight for two hundred and forty three I mean, yards. Uh yeah, I, I don't really blame the interception sort he of had one touchdown, one interception. Ball, not really. It, it, those were like it, it was a communication thing really, so it was on right. him and the receivers. I mean but a big story is the running situation. Ezekiel Elliott, 18 carries for 51. Tony Pollard, 9 for 57. I mean, not good. <laughs> not, not good, good I mean, at all. No. Zeke. Uh, I, I think I, I think he's Zeke is not, not the, running like, like he should. Mike McCarthy with running backs do not work. They don't. They do not work. No, not at all. Because he takes the nope, running backs right. out of the running game and makes them blockers or receivers, really. They don't really. I would. Yeah, I feel like Mike McCarthy like, should be that's fired. The worst decision and I'm not a Dallas fan. They but... could, I mean, they could, they could have had, look, they could have had, if, if you wanted to go do what the big thing was last year was hire a fucking college coach, if that's what you want to do, you could have got Lincoln Riley. You could have gotten Matt Rule before he went to Carolina. And if you wanted to stay in the NFL, you could have gotten fucking uh, Eric Manami, like, or, 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 or Sadala out of, you know, like, there are so many quarter, like, uh, so many different head assistant head coaches who could be head coaches now, you know, or coordinators who could be head coaches now. But instead, um, went with the tried and true, but he, Mike McCarthy hasn't been good since he led the team to the Super Bowl, what, 2008, 2009? Aaron Rodgers and that, that was really because that defense was a side defense. Right. And Aaron Rodgers was on fire. Like, their running game wasn't really that great either. Right. But um, who is Andy Reid's assistant head coach? What is that guy's name? I keep forgetting. Eric Benamy? Oh, no, no. He's the, he, that's, that's, that, no, that's the defensive coordinator. Offense coordinator, Eric yeah. Benamy? But no, he, I know that all talking to him, but I don't know why that fell through. But the I mean, rule. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, we talked. We actually did talk about that actually before. But like, yeah, it's in it's in it's in, it's in the archives. The B rolls lost in the ether somewhere. It'll be put up. He'll it'll be put out there one day. If he was with the Cowboys right now. I bet you they'd be 
playing a lot better. Because he knows how to use running backs. Yeah, but here's the thing. Everybody said that it was Jason Garrett's fault. Jason Garrett's gone. Mike McCarthy comes in, and they're not looking better. So was it really Jason Garrett's fault, or was it that it have something to do with the coaching of uh, I think it, the players, and the players just didn't buy into it? And they can't, well, buy, well, think, and they can't buy into McCarthy the same way they couldn't buy into Jason Garrett. Jason Garrett actually had a respect to the players, which is, I think, the big, biggest factor with Mike McCarthy right now is that the players don't respect him, and you can tell because they they're playing like utter shit right now. But um, Jason Garrett's main issue is when it came down to clutch situations, his play calling was horrendous. Like, he, his playoff record is horrible. Yeah, it is. He's the offensive coordinator for the New York Giants. Yeah, where, which I mean, I, right I see him end up becoming the head coach after this uh, judge, uh, 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 Jim Judge guy gets fired. Well, here's the issue: like that team is nothing but two to three year, two year player, three year players too. So I mean, they're not going to get instantly better no matter what. I mean, might as well stick with the coach with them from the beginning build that team as a core. I mean, no. That's what they did with uh, Coughlin. I mean, they gave him years, and he got them two Super Bowls. Yeah. Alright. Like, that's the issue. He's right. Yep. Uh, real quick on... Uh, I was going to say, real quick, breaking news, uh, not uh, NFL-related, but it just came across uh, my phone. You know, I don't have the ESPN... Uh, tone or anything yeah, but so uh, Russell Westbrook wants out of Houston the uh, <clears throat> I, yeah I, we got the new head coach there in Houston and uh, they're already looking for a big which makes sense but uh, apparently that doesn't sit well with Westbrook. Yeah, but it's the NBA. Um, People can get out of contracts uh, like thing that. Is, is Paul George the contract, so. I alter contracts. But um, yeah. also. NBA contracts, NBA contracts don't mean a damn thing, man. NBA, like, was, seriously, you can thank LeBron James for that. No, I don't even, like, it, trade con, like, stuff like that has been going on for years. LeBron just made it more, made it more known that you could do stuff like that. Right. But stuff like this for a while, I mean, like a Scotty Pippen's contract. Right. Right. But um, yeah, but, I'm going to say so, uh, CP3 and the Suns are in communications. Right. Uh, Chris Paul and the Suns. The, the Suns are interesting. Uh, yeah. And apparently um, Austin Rivers is going to opt out of his contract as well. So that's it uh that's just great uh the texans are friggin imploding and now the rockets are imploding i think the uh astros are going to implode as well nah, there goes all my teams no 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 dynamo's going to be good this year you watch dynamo's going to be good anyway dynamo's are good but like they they have the issue of when they go to the playoffs they choke a lot too yeah but they only choke when they're up against teams that are like extreme caliber you know, like Kansas Sporting or somebody. Like, all right, we ain't talking MLS. Let's let we'll, we'll talk about MLS on a different episode. We need to talk about Next game. bullshit that happened on Sunday night in the main event. <laughs> the the freaking New Orleans Saints, thirty-eight. The Tampa Bay Bradyneers, 
three. Three. So, I, so here's the thing. I, I had this game on in the background when we were last uh, last Sunday when we were recording our episodes of the Hauntings of, and during the we were just in the middle. He goes, "Hey, but he," uh, I was like, "Hey, they're they're winning a uh, fourteen to zero. I'm like, okay, cool. Hey, hang on a second. Let me go. Uh, let me go uh, get something to drink. By the time I came back, oh shit, never mind. They're up twenty one nothing. <laughs> like, it's crazy. Like, I did not expect this. No, what's what's really funny to me is they brought in Jameis Winston. Yeah, <laughs> like that's just fun to me. Like, yes, yeah. But and also, <laughs> like, I like I don't even know what this game was. Um, they couldn't run, they couldn't pass, and they couldn't play defense. So, what the hell? Happened to Tampa out of nowhere. Antonio Brown? No. no I'm, I'm, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Even he was, he had three three catches for on five targets for 31 yards. He, I mean, he was their third best player, technically, on the off, on the receiving end. Yeah. Yeah, he did good for his return. He, yeah, he did all right. I mean, but Brady also threw three interceptions. And it's the first time he yeah. threw three interceptions since 2011. Which is funny because it's the year they went perfect to the Super Bowl. Right. It I don't know anything that. But no, like it's, I, I really don't know what happened. They, he threw three interceptions. He got sacked three times, threw only 209 yards. They ran for a total of eight yards as a team. Like, it's, it's statistically <laughs> the worst game that, it's, it's, it's statistically the worst Tom Brady led team in a single game that I mean it was horrible garbage Chip, yeah I mean Chip do you have so an opinion of- on this game or is it I, I don't that's the thing like uh, you wouldn't we've said it all year long with the amount of talent that the Bucks have you would think right. that they would be able to score more than three points, but I mean, it, in some way, shape, or form, you know, we know that their their defense isn't great, but it's serviceable, you know. Uh, like I think my issue but, is, is, damn, that you can only score three points. You're bringing in these superstars to help Tom Brady out when the team they had before was doing better yeah yeah it's it's one of those like y'all remember a couple years back in 2004 was the year the los angeles lakers had shaq kobe they added gary payton they added carl malone they just had a stacked team no one can beat this team this team's going to be amazing and then they got beat by the quote-unquote no-name detroit pistons you know, which we know their names now, but at the time, other than Rasheed Wallace, really nobody nobody was a big superstar on that team. You know, um, right? I mean, if you look at it, if you go back to the first meeting, uh, the season opener with the the Bucks versus the Saints, 
it was a much closer and better game. Uh, the, the the Saints won, of course, but it was the final score was 34-23. Now you come back to this game nine weeks or eight weeks later, uh, and it's 38-3. Um, the, the Saints have made no changes uh, on any of this but yeah. the books have added key players you know like um, Leonard Fournette he wasn't with the Bucks in game one uh, Antonio Brown wasn't in the Bucks on game one uh, Gronk has been playing better uh, he, I mean he was essentially not there for game one uh, he was on the field but he didn't you know it was nothing so you know why why are the bucks getting i think it has a lot to do talent, with just chemistry but progressively you know, there are some like worse. it's kind of like and I, and I hate to do this because i know we're talking football but it's kind of like wrestling you see one guy oh man i like the way this guy works you see the other guy oh man i love the way this guy works what would happen if these two awesome wrestlers have a match against each other and then you see it and it's like damn that that match kind of sucks i didn't really like that match and then you got one guy who's not really that good of a worker. The other guy who, eh, he's good. And then they go out there and they fucking steal the show. You know, it's all about chemistry. And right now, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers have zero chemistry. They're just throwing superstars because they automatically just think, oh, well, talent will, you know, you know, the, the true talent will rise to the top, cream of the crop, all that bullshit. And then Tom Brady will find a way to make it work. Okay, yeah, I mean, Tom Brady has that ability to make it work, but... You're bringing in all these other guys, and now it's like, okay, you bring in Antonio Brown. Antonio Brown's got to learn, you know, the playbook from scratch pretty much. And then if you're going to make him your number one guy, well, then the guy who was the number one guy has to be the number two guy. Okay, well, what's my what's my route? What's what, Where do I run? And now they got to relearn that route. And then the guy who was the number two is now the number three or the slot. Now he's got to learn that route, you know. Offensive line has to worry about new positions. So, it has a lot to do with chemistry, people working together. The longer you work with someone, the more you get accustomed to their strengths and weaknesses and things like that. But if you keep just throwing brand new talent out there, I mean, eventually it's just it's just it's not going to work out because there's no cohesiveness. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. I mean, I get it. It's just, it's weird to think that, you know, you, you have the talent, but you can't do it. I mean, the Bucks' leading rusher was, uh, all right, I'm sorry, Pat Jones, right? R Ronald Jones. Oh, you're fine. Uh, was Damn. Ronald Jones, and he only had nine rushing yards. No, I, what I was saying, Roger, is if you go back to the season opener, Saints versus Bucks, it was a better game and it was closer contested. Uh, the Saints won 34 to 23. Eight weeks later, same matchup, the Saints won 38 to 3. The Saints have made zero changes to their offense, while the Bucks have added. Both uh, Leonard Fournette I mean, and not only that, they're getting uh, away from what Antonio was in games, and now it's getting the ball to Mike Evans more. Yeah, 
only targeted six times. Him, he was exactly. targeted six times. He got four catches for 64 yards. He led them to receiving because he's their best receiver. But Tom Brady also targeted Gronk six times. Gronk cocked the ball once for two yards. Damn. Right, he's regressed over the like he. What I was saying to Talon is in game one. That's what he should have done. Gronk he was, was essentially not he there. Have blockered this game, uh, and then he should have never ran the field. Do what? Yeah. Uh, but then he he started like we started seeing the flashes of Gronk of old uh, over the last. Uh, yeah. Well, I would say since they uh, beat Green Bay. So in the Green Bay game, the Vegas game, and the uh, Giants game, we've seen the Gronk of old. And then in this game, he reverted back to week one Gronk where... But, yeah, but let's also not take anything away from New Orleans. A body on the field. Because, I mean, they did, come, they did come to play. And the fact that... They are six and two. You know, I think I think they're going into to their bye week this week, if I'm not mistaken. Um, but the fact that New Orleans, <coughs> okay, <laughs> hairball, we're good, we're good. Okay, we're good. all right. So, <laughs> so anyway, but no, um, the fact that you know, I feel like <laughs> a lot of people, including myself, went into this season thinking, man, Tampa Bay may run away with this division. Little did we know, man, New Orleans is still that team. You know, they're still, until someone knocks them off, the best team in that division. Um, and through the two games that they played against Tampa Bay, you can honestly say, yeah, they, they probably are the best team in that division right now. Well, the thing is also that New Orleans has a better chemistry overall. Exactly. Chemistry does play a huge factor into it. Yeah. Mike Thomas, Emmanuel Sanders come back, both their top receivers, obviously. Um, Alvin Kamara still good, and I mean Drew Brees, Drew Brees. So right, their four best weapons who have great chemistry together. I mean Emmanuel Sanders is new to the team this year, but he's a veteran that knows how. To, he's he's that president, that locker room leader presence, I believe. Um, you can tell because all the other receivers there have like a different air air to them. They're like more confident. They had twelve different receivers catch up the ball this game well 12 different people catching the ball that's a lot of people catching right there exactly exactly and uh they, they do play with a different kind of confidence and their running game is oh yeah good no matter what um they didn't really need a run so <laughs> right all right so we're, let's jump on to the monday night game uh the patriots versus fuck the jets um i'm actually blown away that the fucking jets Hung twenty seven on the Patriots. The Patriots won. But the, the reason I say that is because I figured that the Patriots. I wouldn't be too blown away, sir. I knew the Patriots would win the game. I didn't think they'd win thirty by three. Like I mean, if a touchdown, maybe ten points. Not saying that they would have completely blew them off the field. That's not what I'm saying. But I am saying I wasn't expecting a three point close game. Like that was. An anomaly in and of itself. You know, I find it so funny how we've how the how the Patriots at the beginning of the year with Cam Newton and you know everything. You know, like oh, this is the top. This is still a top ten team. That this is the team that's going to rival and 
now they're sitting at three and five, you know. Yeah. Almost but, getting beat by the damn Jets, man. But the issue is there's no running there's no running back for that team. There's not and no receivers for that team. I mean Rex I mean I mean Rex Moorhead can can Burkhead. Burkhead, I'm sorry. He can run and he can play. You know, He's, James White can still catch passes out of the backfield. I think it's their two best running backs are just small receivers. That's what the running backs because James White and Rex Burkhead are better receivers than they are running backs, in my opinion. Right. They're just smaller guys that are fast, but they would not be good receivers because everybody's taller than them, so they wouldn't be able to go over anybody. Right. But, I mean, Cam Newton threw for 35, had he 27 for 35, 274 yards, no touchdown, no interceptions. He didn't get sacked at all, but he ran 10 times for 16 yards and two touchdowns. Like, all they try to do is get down to the red zone and just have him run it in. Like, they're not, they're not utilizing him better, in my opinion. Right. Like, I think they should probably run a little bit more read options and, um, just like quick slants and stuff like dumps, like stunt the ball as quick as they could. Just use him better. Right. I think it's a big issue. But you also need a better presence at receiver and for him to have somebody to dump it off in the, like real quickly. Like, I, I'm not going to say that this is Cam Newton's fault. Everybody knows what his strengths are and everybody knows what his weaknesses is. I felt like a coach like Bill Belichick should understand how to utilize him like almost perfectly, and he does not know what to do with this guy. Well, I mean, hell, when you've had the same quarterback since 2000, um, I mean, you kind of get used to your quarterback being a certain way, and then when shit gets pushed up on you, because Cam Newton, we can all, I think all three of us can agree, Cam Newton is a very different dynamic of quarterback than Tom Brady is. Oh, for sure. But also, you got to remember the times that Brady was injured and stuff, he'd bring in Ryan Mallett, um, Matt Castle, and stuff, and they'd still play. They'd still perform. Like, I don't, I, maybe it's, maybe it's the fact that Cam Newton is a heavy run mobile quarterback, I mean. Um, and that's definitely not something Belichick's used to. He doesn't know how to utilize that. I don't, but I felt like you know, that the genius that he is, he should know how to use him. Right. I seen a meme on the internet a couple of days ago, and it was a meme of Bill Belichick looking down in defeat. And then the meme, the meme caption said, "When all, this whole time you thought that Tom Brady was a system quarterback until you realized that Tom Brady was the system." I mean, it's true, though. Yeah. It, I, mean, it, it, I mean, we say that after Tom Brady got blown out last game, but, I mean, there's the Tampa Bay Bucks are 6-3, and three and the Patriots are 3-5, and five, so... Right. Chip, um, chip you off the card. Are you good? <laughs> exactly. Yeah, I'm good. <laughs> I'm just saying... Uh, uh, You guys are saying everything I, that I was going to say, so there's not really any point I mean you know it's always been we've always said I mean I'm I'm even victim of saying you know uh Tom Brady is a system quarterback but now you look at it and it 
no, he was the system. Um, you know, I mean, Belichick gets all the credit in the world for being the quote unquote best mm. uh, coach in NFL history. But Brady really made him who he was. If you look back at it now, and yeah, Brady just got blown out by the, the Saints. Even we're talking that, about the yeah. Saints, who's basically yeah, been like, the same like team for what three like years I said, that now. Team's chemistry, Saints team chemistry is probably, you know, probably the second best team chemistry. Uh, the Chiefs obviously has the best team chemistry ever, right? Like right now, like. But I don't know. Like I said, I said earlier. Like I said it probably offhand, um, not on the podcast, but I, I'm surprised that the Washington football team didn't pick up Cam Newton when they picked up Ron Rivera. Yeah, absolutely. Like, to me, I think that team suits him better. Exactly. Because yes, their offensive line is weaker, but he's able to get out of the pocket fast enough to make plays. Right. They do have. They. I mean, I don't like. It's like I feel bad that the performances that that Cam Newton's performances look like this because if he was on another team, he would definitely be on another level right now like he did good at the beginning of the season but he has no support none like none whatsoever these guys that tom brady will make that made tom that tom brady may look good exactly that's because tom brady knows how to utilize all these players differently but not every quarterback can do that i mean cam newton's iq is not tom brady's iq exactly Um, like i'm trying to think about if like if cam newton was I don't know. Let's see. Let me see another team that's probably lower. Um, if, if uh, sorry, if Cam Newton had gone to let's say Jacksonville, I think Jacksonville would probably be second in that um, conference like division. Um, they do have good weapons for him. They have good, really good receivers, and their running back is their running back is amazing this year. Cam Newton with that team would be a force. Um, another bad team let's see the chargers i think he'd make look a little bit better i don't think he'd make them look great but just a little bit better they might have one or two more wins right but those teams can utilize a more a mobile quarterback because they understand i guess because i mean herbert can get out of the pocket really well he's good at that guard Minshew and um london know how to do good and under pressure and you know how to be better with that i feel like they could work but bill belichick i don't know what's going on with him right and then the and board, i'm sorry go ahead say make any trades he didn't try to pick up anybody else to help like well there was a rumor a couple of weeks ago that they were going to try to go right before the trade deadline that they were going to try to get will fuller and that they were going to try to uh, from the texans and that they were also going to try to pick up which I mean, they did get, they did get Isaiah Ford from the Dolphins, but they haven't really utilized him either. Was he even? Has he even played with them yet? I don't even. I don't even. I don't even think. Let me. I don't think he's actually been on the field with them yet. Let me check. Let me check. Let me check game details real quick. Let me check and see if he. He was the Packers. Okay. Yeah, and yeah. Uh, that Fuller yeah. trade, uh, it wasn't the Patriots that were going after Oh, him. we were thinking Packers. Patriots because there was a rumor that because uh, Julio Jones is going to end up being a free agent this upcoming uh, season that the the whole thing was, oh, well, he could possibly go to uh, 
New England because they need, you know, they do need, they do need. But Isaiah Ford's their fifth or sixth string wide receiver. Like, that's stupid as they traded for him and they don't even have him like in the top three. Right. Nah, um, he didn't play. Uh, Jacoby Myers played. He actually had a pretty damn good game. 12 receptions for 169 yards. No touchdowns, though. All their touchdowns were rushing yards. Cam Newton had two. Rex Burkhead had one. So there you go. And then the four teams that were on by this week were the... L.A. Chargers. Yep. I'm sorry, not the L.A. Chargers. I'm sorry. Um, the <laughs> L.A. Rams. I'm waiting for this thing to pop up. There we go. Uh, Cincinnati Bengals, the Cleveland Browns, and the Philadelphia Eagles were all on by this week. Uh, so before we go on to our very next pick, we're going to go over the top 10 in power rankings. Um, we're going to start from number 10, and we're going to work our way up. At number 10, the Arizona Cardinals. At number nine, if this thing will freaking work with me, the Tennessee Titans. At number eight, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. At number seven, the Seattle Seahawks. At number six, the Buffalo Bills. At number five, the New Orleans Saints. At number four, the Green Bay Packers. At number three, the Baltimore Ravens. At number two, the Kansas City Chiefs. And number one, the undefeated Pittsburgh Steelers. Now, what changes would you guys make to the top ten? All right. I I don't really know. Uh, (laughs) It's crazy. The Steelers would definitely be one. I'm I'm still not positive that the, Um, the Chiefs would be... Uh, I, I, we've said it for the last couple of weeks that that we're not sure that the Chiefs should be two after losing to the the uh, Raiders. Was, the Ravens number, but three. who do we put there at two? That would be I mean, right now for me. And I think if Seattle, I think if Seattle hadn't have lost, I think Seattle would have been obviously higher up on the list. Um, the thing is. It- top 10 team so they went from being number three to number seven like yeah that's the, and that, it, it, it was a big drop for him absolutely the barely beat what was it jets no who, who did he play yeah who was the jets wasn't it who kansas city no the the ravens they played the colts oh Colts. sorry yeah sorry the colts um they played the Colts like neither team was impressive yet they jumped two positions for being a team that was five and two at the time I mean but I mean then does Seattle Seahawks lose to a top ten team and they drop six six spots come on right right now this is ESPN's uh, power rankings for this week um, you look at NFL, it does make sense Um, I mean obviously Pittsburgh should be number one They're, they're the only undefeated team um, wow, NFL Morris NFL has the Chiefs as number one and Steelers number two. Oh. <laughs> wow, and then they have the Bucks hey, over the Seahawks. Uh, Are you serious? Yeah. Yeah, not a power ranking we're going with. But no, um Steelers easily number mm. one for all of us. Yes. 
Um, number two, uh, I'd probably say Packers. Yes, I agree. Green Bay should be definitely number uh, two. Um, three, I'm going to go with the Bills. I, I would agree with the Bills, absolutely. Four, Saints. And five, Seahawks. That's only teams I can like pretty much put up there, like confidently. Maybe the Seahawks four, Saints five, like interchange them. Um, I don't know, man. It's it's kind it's kind of hard. It's kind of hard for me to, to to not put the Chiefs in the top five. I mean, maybe not at number two, but I mean, I mean, <laughs> I would go for me. It'd be Pittsburgh, then it'd be Green Bay. Think. Hold on, but the thing is, the hardest team. Well, they've only the Chiefs have only played two hard teams, and that's the Bills and the Raiders, and they lost to the Raiders, and they barely beat the Chiefs. Hell, they, 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 and they also barely lost to the Chargers as well. Yeah, like, and they barely beat the Panthers. Like, yeah, their record says they're good, and their strength, but their strength schedule is not that good. Yeah, but this ain't college football. No one gives a no one gives a fuck about strength schedule. They only care about the record. Until you play the Raiders and you lose to them, right? Like, like my for me, like who have they played great enough teams to be like, yeah, with how, what they're doing, they're doing amazing. No, they're not. They're playing weak teams, and they're not blowing me away like they did last season. Like last season, yeah, I mean, easy number one. I mean, obviously we can say that because they won the Super Bowl, but they were destroying people last season. This season, them and the Ravens are struggling to even show up to some games. Right. Well, depending on how uh, how good other teams do they may end up falling out i mean they are on a bye this upcoming week uh with the jets the the cowboys and the falcons um so we will definitely get into that um but yeah uh i think we're all in the greens pittsburgh should be number one so yeah we'll go from there um that being said ladies and gentlemen thank you guys for tuning into this particular um week now we will be right back after these commercial messages with our week 10 picks Hey everybody, this is Talon Williams from Movement Radio and I want to talk about a very special offer that my buddy Sean Thompson is giving away for you guys with Thompson Personal Training. Now I've been working with Sean for the past couple of weeks, been working out, been working on cardio, working on cardiovascular stuff, boxing, in-ring stuff, and dude is the truth. He is going to give you guys the best possible workout you can possibly ask for. And if you guys want to take advantage of this deal, check him out on Facebook. He is giving away one month. All you got to do is sign up for three months and you get the fourth month absolutely free. So check him out on Facebook, Sean Thompson, or go to Thompson's Personal Training on Facebook and see what it's all about. Now, back to the show. Welcome back from that commercial break. Uh, Talon's still here. Still here. Uh, Roger's sort of still here. He's getting drowsy, gentlemen. We're recording like <laughs> yeah. we're all a little bit drowsy. Uh, yeah, it's uh, it's after eleven o'clock, uh, and you're still recording. <laughs> we're professionals. Yeah. <laughs> this is what happens when you get the three of us together. Uh, <laughs> real quick, uh, before we get into our picks, uh, just want to run over the uh, the current 
2021 NFL draft order. Um, the New York Jets have officially locked in the number one spot. They can win every game from here on out, and they'll still get the number one spot. Um, Jaguars will pick two. The Cowboys will pick three. The Giants will pick four. The Washington football team, five. The LA Chargers at six. Uh, Miami via the Houston trade at seven. Cincinnati, eight. Carolina, nine. Atlanta, 10. Detroit, 11. Minnesota, uh, 12. New England, 13. Denver, 14. San Fran, 15. Chicago, 16. Cleveland, 17. Indianapolis, 18. Uh, Philadelphia at 19. Arizona at 20. Miami at 21. Jacksonville via the Rams trade at 22. Las Vegas at 23. Tennessee at 24. Tampa Bay at 25. The New York Jets via the Seattle trade at 26. Baltimore at 27. Buffalo at 28. Green Bay 29. Kansas City 30. New Orleans 31. And Pittsburgh at 32. I, I only have one thing to say about that. I feel sorry for either Trevor Lawrence or Justin Fields because is going to be taking number one overall, and unfortunately they got to go to the god-awful New York Jets. Well, um, apparently the Jets are looking into BYU's actual quarterback now. Oh. Zach uh, Wilson. Interesting. Yes. Um, also, do keep in mind that the NCAA has given um, – every player a, an extra year of eligibility due to COVID. So seniors, they can opt in for another yep. year. Uh, so yeah, we may not see Justin Fields or Trevor Lawrence come out in the 2021 yeah. draft. We're just waiting for them to declare what, hell, maybe both of them be like, you know what? I don't really want to go to the Jets. I'm going to do another year of college. <laughs> Yeah, but I mean, can we see the Jets getting any better? Uh, also, no, to be um, <clears throat> weird note is um, North Dakota State's quarterback Trey Lance um, has opted in to enter the draft, and yeah, he's only a sophomore, so he's literally opted out his last two seasons. I thought you, yeah. couldn't, I thought you couldn't wow. opt in as a sophomore. I thought you couldn't be, declare yourself eligible until your junior year of college. Um, I'm looking right here. Uh, North Dakota State quarterback Trey Lance uh, projected first round pick in next year's draft will forego his final two-plus seasons and enter the draft. Did he redshirt as a freshman? Um, yep. He may have. It does if not. he redshirted as a freshman, that means a five-year senior, which means, that, yeah, he can kind of get away with it. Lance, uh, draft-eligible sophomore, is projected as third-best quarterback available for 2021 draft. Um, does not say if he was registered or not. Just says he is a draft-eligible sophomore. Okay. We, 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 should, we shall go with it. Which I think is funny. If Trevor Lawrence and Justin Fields opt out of the draft, he will be the number one quarterback. And I've never even heard of this guy from North Dakota State. I feel sorry for the for the for the for the guy if he's got. He's going be, if you think about it, I mean, he's going from North Dakota State to the Jets. I mean, he's going from a Division Two team to an NFL team. He's going to get paid. So right. Didn't Carson Wentz exactly. play at North Dakota State? I uh, probably. 
Well, uh, oh, well, according to this, um, yep. Trey Lance um, took his North Dakota State to their first 16 and 0 season since 1894. Well, damn. Uh, um, and Good also Lord. won the Walter Payne Award as the top offensive player in the FCS and the Jerry Rice Award as a top freshman, becoming the first player to do both. This guy's really good, apparently. Like, and he went uh, 17 and 0 in the next season. Okay, wow. <laughs> um, so he's completely he, well, he will be until he goes to the NFL. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, this dude. Hey, this is a guy we probably need to watch in the offseason. Um, during the combine, we may need to see what happens because, I mean, from what he has the stats here and everything like that, this dude is actually a true beast. Keep sleeping on this guy. Yeah, we have to, we have to right. look up from on him. All right. Well, let's go ahead and get in. I was say, let's go ahead and get into these picks real oh. quick. Yes. Knock them out. Uh, we'll start with the Thursday nighter. We got the Indianapolis Colts at the Tennessee Titans. This is a division rivalry to determine the uh, number one seed currently in the NFC, or I mean the AFC. Uh, I'm going to go South. with the Titans. Titans. Yeah, I've got the Titans. Uh, the Colts are playing really well, but I think the Titans, um, I mean, they lost two straight, uh, one to the Bengals, one to the Bills. Um, so they're on that, that redemption trail right now. Well, and I mean, I they did the rebound Colts against the Bears, so they did do a good job there in beating the Bears. Uh, and then Indianapolis just did get beat by the Ravens. So we'll certainly see what happens there. But, yeah, I'm going to go with the Titans to pull this one off. Yeah. Yep. Uh, next up, we got the uh, Tampa Bay Bucks taking on the Carolina Panthers in um, Carolina. Now that Chris McCaffrey's back, he's, he's questionable because of a shoulder injury. So if he doesn't play, I don't know. I'm still going to go Carolina regardless. I'm going to go Carolina too. I think that Tampa Bay really got exposed against uh, New Orleans, although. New Orleans is not Car- – I mean, Carolina is not New Orleans. I'm not saying that. But I do think that Carolina can watch that tape and focus on what the Saints did to expose Tampa Bay. And I think that Carolina will probably figure out a way to capitalize on that. And with CMC being back, I mean, granted, Tampa Bay's running offense is atrocious for whatever reason. It didn't – you wouldn't think that it would be with Leonard Fournette. But, yeah, I'm gonna go Carolina win. I'm gonna say I mean, this is a hot take right here. Um, Leonard Fournette is not as good as people think he is, or as good as he once was. No, I don't think he's. No, I don't. I don't, I don't think he was that good to begin with. I think he was overrated. Even in, even wait, okay, I think even he was in Jacksonville good. though, because I, mean, yeah. I mean he was he was up there as being a rookie of the year candidate his rookie year i mean yeah here's the thing he he lived off that one good season he had a decent second year um he was hurt his whole third year wasn't he yeah yeah so yep so he like he's only four or five years in so he lives off one season 
but that's what I'm saying. That one year, because you said he was never, you you never can. You, oh, I said he was overrated. Right, but that's what I'm saying. I mean, that first year, I could I couldn't say. Yeah, he had, like, this is what I'm saying. he had one good year, but people keep thinking he's going to be that great every year. No, like he had one good year. That's because he was new to the league. People didn't know how to play against him. They figured him out. Guess what? He doesn't do anything now. <laughs> that is true. Like he's not he's not Saquon or Saquon is playing, regardless of how many years he's in the league. It's hard to stop him. His injuries is what stops him. If Saquon was not injury prone, he'd be unstoppable. Like he would literally be the best running back every year. If Saquon wasn't hurt right now, what's the Giants' record? Um, they probably have two more wins. I think they'd be easily leading the division. Right. Um, let me see. I think they could have. They would have been able to. I think they would have beat the Eagles and the Cowboys. Um, maybe, maybe the Bucks because they only lost to the Bucks by two. So uh, maybe three more wins. So, but they're not gonna be doing amazing. I mean, that team is still young, and they need a they need more veteran, like a somebody to lead. They need a true veteran leader in that team. Right, and we'll talk about them here in just a little while. But yeah. You got Carolina. I got Carolina. Chip, who do you have? Sounds good. I also have Carolina. Yeah. Uh, next up, we got the Houston Texans at the Cleveland Browns. Uh, and I'm going to do the complete homer pick. I, I truly believe that the Texans are going to pull this win This out. one's actually a toss-up for me because Houston does have a little bit of momentum after the win against Jacksonville, although Cleveland is coming off the bye week. So they are well rested. Um, uh, Cleveland still get, doesn't get have a back. Yeah, they do get Chubb back. Oh man, you know, be stronger. Sorry, Bubba, I'm gonna have to go with Cleveland on this one. Close, but I'm gonna give it to Cleveland. No, that's uh, that's fun. Um. I'm gonna also go with Cleveland, but I think it will be probably down to a, like a kick, like a field goal, maybe maybe th- within three points. Because um, I mean, Cleveland hasn't had like a really overly great game. I mean, their best game was against the Cowboys, and that was a 49 to 38 game. So their defense obviously is not good. Um, Yeah, I'm gonna go with Cleveland by probably by three. God, jeez, man, that's okay. I mean, I Houston's agree. playing. Yeah, Houston's playing great. But I think now with the return of um, Nick Chubb, that run game is gonna be a little harder to stop. Because I mean, Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt's probably the best tandem, in my opinion, the best tandem right now for running backs. I think it's going to be closer to three, though. I think it's going to be a one, one, oh. like a one, two point game. I, within three, I mean, very, very closely, very tightly. That dude, I can honestly see this game going into overtime. Oh yeah, easily. But uh, yeah, I'm going to Cleveland. Yep. All right. Uh, next up, we got the Washington Football Team I'm at go the Washington. Detroit Lions. <sighs> 
<laughs> Alex Smith. Uh, is he? Is, has he? Has he been named the starter? Yeah, Kyle Allen broke his leg. Oh, damn. Are <laughs> they not going to fuck around and end up putting Haskins in? No, they still have him um, second. Yeah, they're they're yeah, looking he, to he get rid of Haskins. And yeah, he, he was on a trade block. That's, that's, that's so disrespectful, though. That team is not. That team. That offensive line is terrible. That team's issue is not the quarterback. Right. It's a terrible offensive line. Right. Um. I originally had Detroit egg to win this one, and then I remembered that Alex Smith was starting in Washington. It's the. Uh, Yep. The start of his comeback. I'm gonna take Washington so too. Something's Washington. gonna something's gonna happen. Um, I think that yeah, this would be a great comeback story for Alex Smith. He came, he comes back, and he did. He does throw some interceptions. He is gonna probably. I'm not gonna say play like complete total shit, but I mean he is gonna make some mistakes. But against Detroit, I think those mistakes will be very, very few and far between. And I think, I mean, he, yeah, Washington's going to get this win. All right. Uh, next up, we got Jacksonville Jaguars at the uh, Green Bay. Do we really need to talk about this one? Green Bay. Green Bay. I mean, don't don't you think that uh, Jake Lutton's going to just. No, because Green Bay's weaknesses running games and. I mean, the Jacksonville Jaguars do have a really great running back, but do they have a good enough game to make the defense fall for play actions with Lutton? Could you not tell the sarcasm I, in my voice? I want to give the, the, the listeners a like, explanation, like something. Like a some things, right, 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 right. <laughs> Some things just sell themselves, man. Green Bay. I mean, there's no. <laughs> although, although, here's the thing: we say this, we say, "Yo, yeah, Green Bay, Green Bay, Green Bay." Yeah, no problem. Watch Jacksonville come out and blow the fucking doors off of them. They were like, "What happened? What is coming? What's going on?" <laughs> but no, I mean, if I'm the safe pick, Green Bay. It's not like it's not really a safe pick because Jacksonville's defense is horrible. I mean, if Jacksonville still had Saxonville, would exactly. you say it was a, it'd, be, it'd be a more competitive game? Um, it'd probably be within 15. <laughs> the way Green Bay's offense is playing right now is they're just lights out. I guess everybody pretty much. Right. Everybody forgets about Aaron yeah. Jones, too. So, I mean, right. the game against the Vikings, with uh, the Texans, no, the Vikings was their lowest score, and they scored 22 points. No. Ooh, the Buccaneers, they only scored 10. I forgot that one. But they're averaging 20. Uh, yeah. Quick math, they're averaging like 28 points a game. Right. So, and that's against teams with some defenses, so. <laughs> <laughs> right. Next game. All right. <laughs> so. We've all got Green Bay winning that one. Next game on the block is the Philadelphia Eagles at the New York Giants. At New York Giants. Um, yeah. Uh, they barely beat 
the Giants last time. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> I when I was doing my picks, I flipped a coin and the Eagles won. So I'm going to go with the Eagles. To win this the Eagles, they, everybody and their mamas hurt on the defense and or on the offense rather. There's you know. A lot of people on their offensive line had to be switched around. Lane Johnson's in and out of the lineup. Um, you know, just the team is in shambles, you know. Um, I honest, Honestly, I could see the Giants winning this. I could see the Giants pulling this out of their ass and making it an interesting game. Um, maybe they probably win by three, maybe a touchdown, maybe. Um because I mean, both teams are not playing great, but if but, I had to put money yeah. on it, I'm going with the Giants. I just got a weird feeling that the Giants are going to have something for Philly. Even though Philly is coming off a bye week, though, I feel like the Giants with the win against Washington has got a little bit of momentum going. So I would say the Giants win this one. All right, the Giants are sitting at 2-7 and seven right now, just not, not to sway you in any way. And the Eagles are at three, four, and one. The Eagles are on a um, two. I'm going to go with the Giants. They're getting Golden Tate back, um, and they just signed Dante Pettis, so they're getting better offensive weapons. Um, both teams' defenses are horrible, so there's going to be an offensive game, in my opinion. Um, yeah, I'm going to give it to because I'm going to give it to the Giants. I'm, I just have that feeling. I mean, I, no, I called Miami winning last week. I was the only one, so, you know, my feelings have been good so far. Okay. <laughs> it's not going to hurt my feelings either way. This, this is game. literally like you said, a coin flip game. <laughs> yeah. Uh, next up on the block, we got the L.A. Chargers. Dolphins. At the Miami Dolphins. Dolphins. Absolutely. Um, Dolphins. The, the Chargers, the Chargers issues their defenses straight hot garbage like one of the worst and Miami's actually finally connecting with Tua like the team is starting to pick up yeah if if they play like they did last week the, the thing yeah Miami again no they got doubt the one scoring defense game. but they are playing against granted he is a rookie that he is you know, like like seventeen touchdowns, five interceptions, or something like that as a rookie. Like he's really putting in the work, you know. So it's not going to necessarily be all Miami's offense versus LA's uh, defense. It's going to be LA's offense versus that Miami defense. Um, if Miami can, the, the defense especially can come out there and put pressure on Justin Herbert to make the the the, uh, the mistakes and make the you know early throws and you know stutter step a little bit outside the pocket and create that you know create fumbles and things like that i'm pretty sure that miami would probably have a have a win in this game but chargers scare me from the standpoint that you know it they're kind of unpredictable on offense their defense granted their defense is trash right now but miami's offense is not exactly world beaters right now either you know they're still trying to learn you know and two from week to week has been getting better i'm not gonna say it's a complete blowout by any stretch of the imagination i do got miami winning but just be, be if, if the chargers win it's not gonna surprise me but i am gonna say miami wins 
Um, also, let you know um, this game. Um, Kalen Balaj is making his debut with the Chargers. Yes. Um, I think he is adding a, an element to that team. They're missing their run game is horrendous. Their best rusher is Josh Kelly, and he only has 292 yards. Um, <laughs> Calvin Balaj, I can easily see him getting that many yards in three games. So, <laughs> sorry. I mean, <laughs> I'm sorry, but like that, their team run game is horrendous. No, 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 no. I'm, I'm saying I'm sorry. I apologize. Um, I, my phone dinged, and I look, and it's the Movement Radio group that we're all in, and then I look, and I see what Chip just posted about the NBA 2K21 game. <laughs> you over oh, that one, bro? <laughs> yes. Uh, that is it. But no, um, um, maybe. Uh, Kellen Balazs is going to help that team get better. I don't think it'll be this game. But, I don't know. He may surprise us if they actually use him right. But I'm going to go with um, Miami still. Alright. Uh, next up on the block, we have the Buffalo Bills taking on the Arizona Cardinals. It's really interesting because in both these Arizona. teams are... Really, I mean, they're really great teams. Um, I mean, I know Arizona's coming off that loss to Miami, but they're still one of the top tier teams. Um, it's weird they they beat the oh, teams yeah. that are like harder to say. Like they beat the the Seahawks, like oh, but then they lose to the Lions and the Panthers, and obviously the Dolphins. But the Dolphins aren't a push around team. But the other two teams they lost to, like really, right. Yeah, it's um, this is one of those games. I, I'm, I'm hoping this one, it, it's a 405 game, so I'm hoping this one might be on TV. Um, I, I don't, I don't think so, but I hope it is, um, because I think this is going to be like a, a dog fight. I've got the Bills winning, but um, I think it's going to be a dog fight. Buffalo's defense is starting to be better now. It's not great. Um, ah, I don't know. This is a hard one for me. It, yeah, no, it's definitely a hard one. Um, I, I feel like the Bills' defense is better than the Dolphins' defense. I don't defense. know. No, the the uh, Miami no. has the number one scoring defense, so their defense is getting the picks they need. Like they're literally averaging pretty good amount of points. Yeah, well, that's average scoring. We're, we need, we're talking about stops. Uh, yeah. This is this is really hard. I want to. I'm gonna go. They just they just beat the Seahawks. They haven't lost since the Chiefs. Uh, I want to go. I'm gonna go with the Bills too. I, I think the Bills got this one. I think the Bills got it too. Um, Arizona, but again. You can't snooze on Arizona because they do have the ability to to make you pay for it. Yeah, like it's weird. Like I like actually, you know what? I'm, I'm gonna go Arizona. I'm, I'm switching. I'm gonna go with Arizona. I feel more confident with them for some reason. Huh? Is it because it's in Arizona, or is it because the? Yeah, I, I feel like it, the the since it's in Arizona, um, the 
they're coming off a loss. I think they, they, it's a game they should have won. Um, and I feel like Tyler Murray's going to be trying to get that um, connection with Hopkins back too. But it, it's a home game, so I feel like it's going to be, you know, like that that comeback game, that rebound game for them. Right. Okay. I mean, I, I like I like I like that line of thinking. Um, but I think that I think Buffalo's defense. It's still stout, which both team defenses have the ability to give up a ton of points. Um, it's about which defense is going to give up the least. Um, so if, if we're going in that regard, I'm gonna still say Buffalo wins this one. All right, uh, next up, we got the Denver Broncos and the Las Vegas Raiders. I'm sorry. I'm going to go with the Raiders. I've been telling how good the the Raiders actually are this season, how underrated they're being, like they're just being overlooked, which is stupid. Um, Now, that team is really good. Uh, They might just win that. No, because the Chiefs are there. Never mind. Um, Don't make it to the wild card, but... Yeah, the Raiders. The Raiders are just really good right now. No, nothing really else to say. <laughs> yep. Um, next up, we got the Cincinnati Bengals um, at the. Pittsburgh I think Talon is going to go with Joe Burrow uh, now. on this one. I think his pick is going to be Cincinnati. <laughs> okay, so this one is. This one is kind of difficult for me in the sense that uh, the Steelers just placed four players on the COVID reserve list. Uh, ben Roethlisberger being one. Uh, they're not their starting running back, but like second or third string running back. And then two players on the defense. Um, but that's because they were in on contact the with somebody that had it. They, don't, they haven't tested positive for himself but they have to go through like three tests and had to test negative for all three times or something stupid like that um, yeah it's, it's yeah. literally a game day decision uh, because they were placed on COVID reserve on Tuesday morning and you have to test yes it's, negative it's weird I think it's three times two or but three times uh, yeah in Sunday. five days, and the fifth but I think day the reason would why be Big Ben. Like I said, Sunday. that he when he got hit last week, um, he was like he said his like he didn't say it during the game, but he said his knees were hurting. Uh, I think they're just doing this for him to rest and not have to go to practice. Like not even doing limited, like literally just let him rest all week. Um, <sighs> yeah, and I think that makes sense, but. Don't put him on the COVID well, if he's list. IR, just put he has him on the uh, for IR list. For... Uh, if you put him on the COVID list, if he just tests negative three times, and he's good to play that week. Like, even if they put him as limited, he would still have to go to the field and take a few reps, or they'd have to sit him out the game because if he didn't take any reps. I mean, he could put him on the pup list. But wouldn't he still have to miss that week? Yeah, but you if you, if you put somebody on the pup list, you can only miss one week. You Then you'd yeah. have to reevaluate it and you either put him on the injury report or you play him. Yeah, but I think they want to him to play all every game. Like they don't want to put leave any game up to chance. I mean, it's not saying that Cincinnati's 
going to come out and just destroy them without being been there, but you want to have that guarantee. Right, but I mean, even if they, but here's the thing, even if they do lose, they're still 8-1, and one, so it's not like they're yeah. it's not like they're so, going to Yeah, but they're going for the, I mean, they're, they yeah. all said that I mean, that's never, everybody wants, they want to be undefeated all year, but yeah, they have the best chance right now, and they obviously want to solidify they are the dominant team in their division, like 100%, no no ifs, ands, or buts about it. Yeah. So, so right. I think it's it's pretty safe to say division. that we're all picking Pittsburgh to win this um, game, regardless yes. of whether Ben plays or regardless of because their defense is still top notch. Also, um, oh yeah, for sure. So you know, and Mika, I miss you, man. Wish you were still in Miami, but you know what? I understand why he left because at the at the time Miami was horrible, and then. He's doing great for himself, you know, so I'm happy for him. He's doing he's doing a good job. It pains me to say that, but hey, it is what it is. Okay. Um <laughs> now my take on the game. If if Ben plays, the Steelers clearly win. I, however, think if Ben does not play. Cincinnati wins uh, and that's not not a knock on the Pittsburgh defense that's a knock on the Pittsburgh offense because neither we, we've seen neither Mason Rudolph or um, Doug Hodges are, are good enough to carry that team I mean, the way we've been we literally see that because last year to this year so <laughs> uh, exactly uh, I have the Steelers winning because I I believe that uh, on Sunday morning the uh, the Steelers are going to activate Ben from the COVID list and he's going to play. Um, but it would not surprise me in the least if he doesn't, if they don't activate him and the, the Bengals win. So... That's that. Uh, next game on the list is the San Francisco 49ers at the New Orleans Saints. I mean, <laughs> I can't even pretend to say I mean, anything better than we Saints. Like, I think the, like the issue is San Francisco has been hit with too many injuries. Um, right. Yeah, they're without their starting quarterback. They're yeah, without their best receiver in Georgia. They still don't have Bosa. They still don't have Sherman. They still don't have key parts of their defense. Yep. Yeah, like, yeah, like oof. I, I feel that, bad for them because, I mean, they Super Bowl, They went to Super Bowl last year, and they pretty much kept the same team. I mean, they lost Emmanuel Sanders, but they kept the rest of the team, and everybody hurt. <laughs> Yeah, like this is. Yeah, they just. Like, I feel bad because this is like this team. If they would have been healthy, probably be undefeated right now. Uh, I wouldn't go as far as undefeated. I think they'd be number one in the NFC, but I wouldn't. I wouldn't go as far as to say undefeated because I still think I would have still had them losing to teams like the Saints and the Seahawks. You know, I, I think they would have at least split the series with the Seahawks. You know, and possibly. Uh, they, they barely lost to the Seahawks, but that, but they still lost though. Yeah, but they barely lost to the Seahawks with second and third 
like on the depth chart. Like that's pretty bad. Last season they they were literally the Seahawks' only challenge, and they went to the Super Bowl. Like I think the only team that I can see them actually like the only team I see them actually giving them trouble would have been the Saints. Like I think they'd have been the Packers easier because their defense, Packers defense, is horrible compared to like what to the offense. If they would have been a matchup to the San Francisco's great offense, that defense would have lost. Just like the Seahawks, their defense isn't good enough to stop this offense. Yeah, I just think, but yeah, we maybe next year. Yep. <laughs> we'll see what next year has. Oh, my legs. Oh, so, you're, so you're going with San Francisco. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> All right, so we are we all agree with Saints. <laughs> yep. Uh, next up, we got the aforementioned Seattle Seahawks versus the L.A. Rams. Is it, is it, is it wrong for me to LA. say that I'm not right now 100% competent uh, in the Seattle Seahawks right now? Is it wrong for me to think that maybe the L.A. Rams could sneak in and win this one? No, um, the Rams are have the same style like the Bills. Yeah, um, I don't. Uh, I don't want to go with the Rams, but I'm leaning that direction. I okay. I have the Seahawks winning uh, because how often do you see Russell Wilson and Seahawks lose two in a row? Um, I have them winning for that reason. Uh, I think the Rams defense is is really good. I mean, right. they let's Marcus be honest, Peters they got and, Aaron Donald, so. uh, Jalen Ramsey. Oh, uh, so no, he's yeah, but Jalen Ramsey still has he got that money. That's why he is why he ain't playing so good. I don't know. I figured if, if someone's paying me a million, and you know. Playing, paying me like 33 whatever million dollars that he got paid or whatever you gonna pay me that much money I would bust my ass and get be the best damn cornerback I could possibly be you don't be the best yeah, yeah but he already well, got I'm, that money I don't know I mean if you get paid that money you need to live up, live up to your contract I mean that's kind of like what Darrell Revis Darrell Revis many many years ago when he signed with Tampa Bay, back when Tampa Bay was horrible, someone was like, well, wouldn't you rather play for a winning team? Wouldn't you rather play for a team that's in the playoffs? He was like, eh, I got about 12 million reasons why I shouldn't worry about that. I'm like, really? Like, don't get me wrong. Make your paper. I'm not trying to count your pockets. But at the same time, you don't want to even win? Like, you do know you get bonuses. You get more money when you when you, when you you win big games. You do realize that, don't you? <laughs> you know? So, I don't know. Maybe that's just me. Um, but yeah. <sighs> I, well, um, here's some tidbits. Seattle's top two corners are still listed as questionable. They did not practice today. Um, and also their two top running backs, Chris Carson and Carlos Hyder, also questionable. Did not practice today. But their starting um, corner is Trey Flowers, who has um only allowed a passer rating of 65.1 which is actually really great 
Um, and they've also picked up some guys off the practice squad to allow with this new scheme where they're doing more blitzing. They, um, they're at blitzing 56% of the time now, as opposed to the first seven weeks, which was 23%. But, I mean, uh, ever since they just switched that defense scheme, they've not really looked good. Right. So, I mean, I think they should just go back to their zoning more than they right. should be their blitzing. But I'm going to still go with Seattle. Uh, you know what? Uh, all right. Something is telling me. You know what? Fuck it. I'm going to go on a limb. I'm going to say the Rams are going to sneak in and win this one. I, I might be wrong, but something's telling me the Rams are going to win this one. All right. Uh. Next up on the list is our Sunday night game, and it's the Baltimore uh, Ravens versus the New England Patriots. It's at Foxborough, so maybe they'll get a win. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, mm-hmm. Now, I'm with Baltimore. <laughs> Ravens win this one. Yeah, I got I got the Ravens winning this one. All right. Monday. <laughs> <laughs> All right, and our I mean, I, I just there's not not really anything to say. Um, I mean, New England's not playing up. We, we said more about the Philly Giants yeah. game than we did this game. game. Uh, yeah, but I mean, those get that game. Philly Giants is closer because they're both terrible teams. So right. this is such a really lopsided team. Right. Like, up. Well then, I hold on a minute because right. I mean the Jets did put hang thirty seven. I'm sorry, twenty seven I mean, on them. I mean, God, Baltimore. I can imagine what Baltimore's going to do. Yeah, but New England barely beat the Jets, so right. That's what I'm saying. I mean, in in my opinion, this is almost as bad as putting. The, the Jets versus like the Saints. It's a uh, that, that would be that, that's a car that's a car yeah. wreck. Uh, uh, like you, you don't want to you don't want to see it, but at the same time you can't turn away. It's like the Donkey Show in Clerks Two. Okay, that's exactly what. It, I was gonna say it's more like uh, the Saints versus the Bucks, but you know. <laughs> Damn, I figured I get. I figured I'd get a pop soon, from you, Chip. I, I made a Kevin Smith movie reference. Yeah, I mean, you you talked about Tinky Kelly. I, I was in the middle of trying to laugh. I was in the middle of trying to laugh, <laughs> and then I Kelly had to sexy uh, stud. reprimand Roger. Who's the sexy stud? <laughs> All right. Uh, before we get kicked off about to get a, the airway, we about to get a phone call from Amazon. Um, we don't appreciate you talking about a Monday donkey nighter. show. Or anyway, I'm go- okay. We love you. Listen to us on Amazon. Uh, um, is that what Amazon sounds like to you? Right. I'm sorry. Is that what Amazon sounds like to you? Like a dapper from the fifties? I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. Would you like me to? Would you like me to update my voice uh, repertoire just to appease you? You fucking Viking! <laughs> I'm sorry that you sounded like the old newspaper boy from back in the day. Uh, well, actually, actually, we know about it. 
Speaking of the Vikings, uh, I'm going to go with Chicago. <laughs> I'm going to go with Chicago too. Yeah, we got the Minnesota Vikings at Chicago Bears. Um, well, I don't know. If Alvin Cook gets hot, then it yeah, might I, it might it might be a little bit more I, I, entertaining to watch. Um, I mean, aside from Dalvin Cook and Adam Thielen, who do they really have on that offense? And even Adam Thielen, and he's even even doing his best work. Yeah. Didn't have, like, last here. year, didn't he have like eight games where he had like over a hundred yards receiving? No, um, last year hit Stefan Diggs and Adam Thielen barely got the ball until ago, around this time. So that was two years ago where they had. Yeah. yeah. Well, once they did start getting the ball, that's when they turned up. Yeah, yeah. I got the. Yeah, I got the Bears uh, scheduled on um, this one too. Yeah, so, I, I got the Bears. Their, their right. defense is just amazing. Yeah, Bears. Yeah. All right. Well, there you go. These picks are getting a little bit easier as the weeks go by. But also at the same time, a few games where either the teams are kind of even in terms of record or the teams are kind of even in terms of division and things like that. It's very – and this season in and of itself has been a very weird season um, for multiple different reasons. Obviously, the big reasons because of the COVID situation and um, teams coming together and not being able to practice fully. But even the teams who didn't really get a chance to practice fully, you know, they've been making waves and they've been doing a good job. Um, you know, and then there are teams who aren't doing so well because they didn't have that chance to be able to connect and have chemistry with each other. But it's definitely been an anomaly season, but it's, I think it's been one of the most interesting seasons for for the past several years. Yeah. Um, no, uh, yeah, I mean, that's actually really good. It, it, the, the, yep. the biggest issues is, um, like you said, all this time, um, we're in COVID protocol. They literally just being in contact with somebody will make you lose a week. Um, no off season, no preseason. I mean, and nobody really made any big moves during the trade deadline either. So there's no change in here. And there, there's no making your team better or making your team worse for picks. Like everybody's playing it too safe, I think. And also injuries. Injuries are a yeah. big, big, big factor just, for this season. Just way too many injuries at this yeah. point. I mean, first week. I mean, who? who I mean, Nick Boza went down the first week. Von Miller went down. Um, Von Miller went out before the season. Yeah, before, even before the season, right. So, you know, just, you know, uh-huh. Saquon Barkley went down. Odell's down. You know, just so many injuries. CMC went out for the first week. Like, yeah, like, big names went out within the first two weeks. Like, it was hor- horrible. Yeah. And... I don't know. Like, like I said, it's COVID. Like the protocol for COVID. I mean, yeah, we don't know what to do. But you're in contact with somebody. You tested negative already. You got to test negative three times. Like, come on. Right. Like, get the dude like two or three days. Test him again. If he's negative on the second one, then he's good to go. Yeah. I mean, that's the thing. Like. If I test positive, 
and I get well no even if I go to work like I, I have to test positive twice within a week or negative twice within uh, a week before I'm allowed back in the office right so. Well, ladies and gentlemen, thank you once again for tuning into this episode of Are You Ready for Some Football? Uh, hope you learned a lot and laughed a little bit along the way. Um, this upcoming uh, Monday, we are going to be dropping our brand new episode of <laughs> 10 of the dumbest and most dangerous internet challenges. And some of these will make you say out loud, what the fuck are you thinking? And it's going to be a very interesting episode. Um, like we, t- we, we were talking about it a little bit before we came on the air. Um, still having some ideas we want to mull around about different things. Who you got. Um, a couple of other uh, episodes that we're thinking about. Uh, Roger, anything you want to tell the people before we get, get out of here today? I mean, just looking forward to my wedding on, Wednesday, on Saturday. Yay! Um, but... <laughs> Um, no, I'm, I'm actually been throwing around the idea of finally starting my podcast. I've just been lazy and I really put more thought into it. But here recently, I've been like, it's been mulling in my mind more and more and more. And I think I'm, I'm almost too, I'm almost at the full concept of what I want to do. Um, I'm just not hundred percent on that. I've just been focused more on this wedding. So after the wedding and things settle down, I'll probably be more like, focused and set on what i want to do for my podcast um so nothing just yet but the idea is there and i've also got some other video editing projects that i need to get on yes you do i've gotten yours almost done i'm just trying to line everything up like the way i see it in my head (laughs) right no no absolutely i trust you to do your magic i'm not gonna have any not gonna have any uh questions i'm gonna let you do your thing yeah it's just like I don't know with like the way I see it in my head and then I see it on the video I'm like oh, it's like it's missing like one or two things I'm just trying to figure that out I'm just I'm a perfectionist and it kills me sometimes that's why I take breaks on videos sometimes and it right. kills me right. but no like yeah I'm just I'm trying to get all this extra stuff finally going and started and probably get myself into this uh, podcasting business that people talk about absolutely it's it's fun business right I mean, I'm I'm mean, part of it. Like already kind of in it. One thing a week right now. I'm not deep into it. Right, but I mean, we've gave we gave you a producer's credit day one. Like, yeah, you, that's true. You was you was riding with us back when we were still doing, uh, forty five, you know, fifty minute podcast. You know, on our lunch breaks when we worked together. You know, yeah. downtown. You know, so you know you was riding with us back then. So, you know. You supported yeah. us. You supported us when we really. I mean, I mean, we're nobody now, honestly. But I mean, <laughs> you hey, we have merchandise us man. when we started, so you know we're we gonna be there for you too, bro. I uh, know for sure. Right. Uh, like, Chip, anything you want to talk about before we get out of here today? I right, man, just the same old, same old. Keep on keeping on. Appreciate you guys uh, rocking with us. Appreciate you guys buying merch. Uh, I, I really appreciate you guys donating to the Mission 22 calls. Uh, I'm fixing to knock out some more push-ups as soon as I stop recording uh, this episode. Awesome, so, awesome. Um, uh, shout out to I, everybody. Thank who you. Has, that, that's uh, all I got. In, um, 
just again like what chip just said thank you guys so much i mean it's really been a blessing to be able to sit down you know with my friends and my brothers you know here just to shoot the shit talk sports movies music haunted shit all that uh we got we got another haunting coming in two weeks um we have been talking i have been I've been trying to get more involved a little bit more with, you know, with everything that I got going on outside of the podcasting realm. I'm also trying to contribute aside from just ideas and stuff. I actually talked to an old friend of mine um, about appearing on another on a, on a uh, episode of an evening with. Um, hopefully we can uh, get him on board. His name is AC Hutchison. He's a stand up comic here in the Chattanooga area. And, um, you know, want to talk to him a little bit, you know, let you guys get to know him a little bit about his uh journey into stand-up comedy and uh you know who he looked up to who he inspired to be we talked about our favorite comics our favorite comic specials uh different things like that we think it'd be a pretty cool conversation um you know and different things down the road and shout out to everybody who's also into the, into this endeavor with us um how do you take your wrestling with uh Jaden newman chat with gunner with gunner miller our good friends over at the turn the buckle podcast uh, Seeking Human Victims with Dan Wilson. And shout out to Jerry and Jennifer Leonard with their new podcast, um, Chronic Conversations. Go check out them. They got a pretty good podcast over there. And um, yeah, that's about it. So we'll see you guys uh, this upcoming Monday, dropping the brand new episode. And then we'll see you guys back here next week with another edition of Are You Ready for Some Football? Chip, let's hit him with the outro. With that being said, please do not leave without leaving a like. Follow us on comment, all of our social media, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Make sure you go to our YouTube platform. channel, subscribe, and click that bell to get notified of our latest videos. I am Talon Williams. And I'm Roger Sierra. I am Chip Hazard. Get that smooth radio.